Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Happy Monday, everybody. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Let's get our heads right as best we can this Monday, February 5th, 2024. Uh, great to be here with you. If you're watching along on the YouTube feed, we certainly thank you for that. Uh, if you're not and you want to, go to YouTube.com, search Ben and Woods, uh, and just hit subscribe. Uh, we could really use your help. We want to grow our subscriber base, certainly. But uh, if you're listening on the radio, the Odyssey app, your smart speaker, we appreciate you getting us inside of you each and every day. However you choose to get Ben in you, um, that's what we want. Uh, I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel. He's the executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Good morning. We get it all dialed in over there? I have no idea. There's something uh, <laughs> something a little wonky maybe with the board. Hopefully everyone can hear us uh, crystal clear. Uh, to my left is Benjamin R. Higgins. Good morning, Benjamin. Good morning. I was looking. You said uh, everyone joining us on YouTube. If you are watching our YouTube stream right now, you'll notice we are lined up in a row. A radio row, radio as row. it were, yeah. which is as close as we are going to get to radio row <laughs> this week uh, in anticipation of Super Bowl 58. And thank God for it. Thank <laughs> God for it. If I had had to pack a bag and go to Las Vegas today, tomorrow, and go stay in the dump We're Luxor. in ballroom C4 yeah. at the Luxor right now, broadcasting live. There's no one here. I don't oh. know where everybody is. What happened? Was there not a Super Bowl this week? Where is everybody? It is still, uh, it still remains one of the worst trips I've ever been on. 
uh, certainly. It was very, it was fine to do one time, but I'm glad I never have to do it again. And uh, when Adam Klug is your boss, you can pretty much write that down. You'll never have to do it again, all right, because those expenses are not going to get approved. They're just not. Still haven't gotten mine back, by the way, for our trip. Got them approved. Just haven't seen them. So uh looks to be another really wet and rainy, crappy, I would say day. It looks like the week uh, is going to be pretty rough around here. So as we've been telling you uh, every morning, please take care exercise caution, stay off your phones, things like that. Um, it's it's slick. It was slick this morning driving it. It was weird. It was slick, and then it just stopped. And then it was clear as a bell, and then it was rainy again. So uh, the storm is kind of dropping in from the North County on most of us. It's already started raining in places up north, down a little more south here at the station. has not really started yet, but wherever you are, it is coming. Please be careful out there today, tomorrow, the entire week. It's going to be bad. Take your time. Spend a little extra time with us in the morning. We'll try to keep you entertained. and um, Just we want everyone to be safe. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, how was the weekend, Benjamin? Uh, weekend was was pretty good. Went fast. Like it wow, did. it's already Monday. It did. Um, played in that golf tournament I told you about. Alternate shot, which is always... Always the toughest format. We did all right. I think we were four shots off the win. That's good. Which is not bad. We felt like we had our B game and and came close. So Matt Janella, my friend, actually won. Our friend. Our friend. Yes. But I don't. Is it good when your friend wins, or is it like you're also kind of more jealous when your friend wins something that you wanted to win instead? So you're both happy for him, no. but you're also like it's like no, oh, didn't I mean anyone else? You know, it's that's like, a you thing. That's a you be thing. Be happy for someone or be no, jealous of someone? No, to be jealous of someone. In you a competition. Got... Yeah. That's not a everyone thing. It's just me. I to would... be jealous of my friend for winning. Like, even more so than it would if it is someone I really didn't know. Now, you don't go to therapy. But if you did, when you if you ever decide to go to therapy, before you go, will you let me submit a list of topics for her to discuss with you <laughs> or him? Would you let me do that? Okay, <clears throat> doctor. Why? Because he said, Ben said before, if you beat me at golf, talking to me, it will be the worst day of my life. He, Polly, we just, we, he just said Matt Janella won the golf tournament that he played in on Saturday, which is his buddy, our buddy. Yes. And he said he was jealous of him instead of being stoked for him. And he, I said, yeah, but not, I was not surprised. I, was I said, that's a you thing. I was in the tournament. If I was not playing, of course, I'd be happy for but him. But I'm playing in it. Right. But you weren't, if it was Bill Jackson that won it, you wouldn't be jealous of Bill Jackson. True, because I don't know Bill Jackson. What I'm saying is, you should be happy for <sighs> Matt Janella. I mean, there's absolutely. A, there's a small ah! part of me that's happy for him. A but. small part of you. All right, so we talked last week about my... I want what he has, though. I, w- I haven't won one of these things in two years, well, and I want one of these well, badly. But if but if you're not going to win... Don't you want your buddy to win Wouldn't you it? want somebody close to you to like win? If I, like if I... This is the weird part. And I've had conversations with friends, because this industry that we are in is fraught with jealousy. Fraught! But they'll never admit it. They'll never. No one would ever admit it. They just sit and rip, you know, you your show. But you're like, oh, I thought we were friends, are we not? Because I would never rip my friends for being successful, right? If I invested in a company 
Uh, let's say I put $50,000, like I have $50,000. Let's say I put $5,000, like I have $5,000. Let's say I put $500 into a company. <laughs> 20 bucks. <laughs> let's call it $10. $10 wager. One, one, one stock. And I, one, one piece of stock. One, yeah, one, one share. share of stock. And split and split and split. I, I, would li- I would like one stock, please. I also don't even know what split means, but I know that that's how you make more money. It splits, it splits again, it splits again. And all of a sudden, I'm a, I make $100 million. Aren't you happy for me? Sort of. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I don't get. Like I've always suspected that you need therapy. Now I know you need therapy. If you're mad that Matt Janella, Matt Janella, our boy who we love, won that tournament. I mean, sports is a zero sum game, though. If someone else is doing well, it means you're doing not as well. There it's can a only zero be one win. Well, there can only be one win. Don't, and if it's don't, not going to be you, it's your homie that takes it down. Be your boy, yeah. Like if Paulie, like this is the funny part. Paulie and I pl- had to end up playing on different teams in fantasy camp. If he won the the ship, I would be happy for him, especially if he played well. I'd be like, yes, hey, that that that's that bodes that speaks well of all of us, <laughs> right? Like, okay, here here's what it is, though. I had a solidarity with him because we had both been struggling in these tournaments for a long time. And there was a solidarity there like, hey, we're going to keep plugging away. Now we don't have that solidarity anymore. He's a champion. He's, he's a champion. And I'm not. I'm just alone now as a non-champion. Um, I I guess play better then? I, I yeah. Don't, I mean, I, I need guess. to play better. Yeah, I'm mostly mad at myself. Because really, I'll tell the you problem. what. I, I, we could have won that one. And I saw him. Missed a, I missed one like a two-and-a-half-foot birdie putt that my partner uh, had put one really close. There's no worse feeling than that. He knocks one like two-and-a-half feet, and I, I lipped it out on the high side. It's like, I am so sorry. I just blew that birdie for our team. I saw, just, oh. I saw Matt Janela uh, taking lessons and working oh, on he's his working, swing. He's working hard, yeah. I mean, what if we always said? You can't get mad about results that you don't get from work you don't You're put right. in. You're right. I'm going. I'm here to announce I'll be taking the rest of the week off of the show so I can work on my golf game. <laughs> Does that make you happy now? There you go. Absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, Alyssa wants to know, is Ben an only child? No, he has two siblings. He's got two siblings. I think you're, you're green with envy. And I don't... It's a it's a nasty. It's like it's maybe it's ugly. I know it, it is. It is ugly. Honestly, it? it's maybe maybe your only bad quality. Everything else about you is damn near perfect. Yeah. I mean, he's damn near a perfect kid. That he's got that little tinge. Everybody's got a dark side. Well, saw a little bit of his dark side last week, as you know. <laughs> but everybody's got one little thing. My fatal flaw. I don't want your recommendations. I got them all weekend. By the way. I got them all. Pass. I got them texted to Pass. me. I got them e- uh, DM to me. I don't want them. I still don't want them, but I got them. Uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm very happy for Matt Janella because he's worked hard and he deserves a win. Feels nice I'm happy to win. for him too because I'm a good friend. Oh uh, yeah, I am too. That's what good friends do, Polly. And I'm a little bummed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I. Mm. If I buy you your first five therapy appointments, will you go, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you first five or on me. I'm like the anti-drug dealer. I'm like, I don't as want you on you drugs. Get a transcript. I want you, you on want... therapy. I want you at therapy, and I want to read the transcripts after. <laughs> uh, we had a phenomenal, phenomenal weekend. My little guy, Bo, he actually turned six tomorrow, uh, but we celebrated his birthday. You know, the the weekend prior, as as people do, took the kids to. Uh... <laughs> 
uh, germ zone up in uh, Carlsbad. Oh, did I say germ zone? I meant sky zone. We walked in there. Now, I was I'm blissfully unaware and naive because this party started at 530 on Friday. And I'm like, this is great. You're going to weed out a lot of people because nobody was going to want to go rock sky zone at 530 on a Friday. Boy, was I wrong. Uh, it was like Coachella. Walking through Sky Zone. Coachella for Coachella six for six year olds. It was <laughs> it was like an ant hill exploded and the kids <laughs> running around and I go, Oh man, this is and all you do is you smell oh. and you 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 feel the sickness in there. And then your kids start jumping into things and you're like, All right, hang on real quick, wipe your hands, wipe your hands. Unless they have like I can remember going to like Family Fun Center, yeah, or the Play Place, or wherever there was something like that for a birthday party. I can still smell the socks. Oh, and everyone has the socks the that they have socks. there. Well, they give you fresh socks you put on for with grippies on the bottom. But unless Ugh. they have like misters from the ceiling, like. Psh- <laughs> spraying like disinfected. Yeah. I'm quite sure that as oh. we grew up, every single plastic ball in the McDonald's play place oh, had... was was cleaned every single oh, night. Totally by hand. <laughs> yeah. Let me get all of Each this. Individual. Let's get Each all the the in- anus <laughs> off of this. Each individual plastic here. ball was, yeah. was wiped off ever. every single night. <laughs> it's 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 repugnant. It is absolutely <laughs> repugnant. I left there, so the kids were going to st- uh, stay with my parents. And I looked at my mom, I go, don't even let them in the house with their clothes on. Strip them nude in the parking lot of the condo. Strip like, them nude. Hazmat. Hazmat yes. them in. And, go, <laughs> and she's like, oh, you, you don't have to tell me. She's the, both my parents are the biggest germaphobes you've ever met in your life. So I'm amazed they actually let them spend the night. That's how big a germaphobes they are. But we had an incredible time. A uh, bunch of kids and, and parents. We just love the group uh, of kids and parents that we've gotten to know. It's truly been uh, incredible. And he just cleaned up. I mean, he cleaned up present-wise. So we did that, had the folks over for dinner, open presents um, the night before last, had a Seals game last night. I was I was slammed uh, all weekend. Now, they're both to the age now where is Taylor getting jealous of the presence? It was maybe the worst part of the whole thing. I want one. Uh, where's mine? Where's mine? Not, probably not old enough to old enough to realize that Bo's getting all these cool presents, but probably not old enough to realize that his will come in November. Well, he's already just got his right. in November. He just and got Christmas. We just had his birthday and he got a bunch of stuff. We got his Christmas. He cleaned house there. <laughs> and now he's like, mine, 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 mine. I'm like, <laughs> and so I grab Bo, I pull him aside and I go, look, Listen, that's your little brother. He's gonna, let him help. Let him help open the presents. Bo's like, that's fine. He can help me open them. Well, so then, he, no, I want it. Mine, mine. <laughs> oh, Hannah, which we don't do. We don't do. Hannah goes here. Take the iPad. And he was gone. Just gave him the iPad. He was so we opened our presents in peace. He's over there scrolling doing whatever it is he's doing. But it was the it, iPad heroin for children. Literally, and he turns into. I mean, he turns into like a blathering idiot if he's on it for ten minutes. You like try to get it from him, and he goes <laughs> like a coyote, dude. Like he's like a he's like a wombat with a rat in its mouth. He is. He's like, <laughs> it's so good. So uh, we had a, we had a great time. You know, uh, Hannah and I celebrated our. Our 10th year of the first day we met yesterday. We didn't really do anything special. I had to work. Uh, but I got the 
happy anniversary put up on the the scoreboard uh, last Saw night, that. which is a, such Saw a that on social media. such a power move. Uh, <laughs> used my influence, threw my weight around a little bit to get that done. Um, you didn't just pay the fee that it's required no, of the no. team. I just texted my people and said, "I need this up there." Two hundred and fifty dollars. Is that we'll how much? That, it is? I, have I have no idea what it is I. nowadays. First message I've ever done. So we had a great time. We should have a great show for you guys today. I think. This is a day that a lot of Padre fans have been waiting for. I know I've been waiting for it as well. Uh, we're going to talk to CEO Eric Gruppner at 8 o'clock. I know you set the menu next, so sorry to uh, our, uh, rain on your parade. Our last Monday without actual baseball to talk about. Yep. Next Monday morning, we'll have uh, Sammy Spring Training live from Peoria, and we will be off and running. But we do have a good show. We'll set the menu. I see a lot of people in the chat wondering how. My meeting with the uh, development officer at my college went yes. right yes. after the show on I need Friday. It. I needed. I forgot. How, I'm sorry. How much money did they squeeze out of me? I will give you that answer <sighs> when we come back as well. Oh, as I've been waiting. Once. I forgot. I'm Hope so everybody sorry. had a really good weekend. We are off and running. Be careful out there. Kelly will have a, I assume, some unfortunately long traffic reports this morning, starting with one right now here on 97.3 The Fan. We'll be right back. You knew that as soon as the show was ending, I was heading to a meeting with a representative from Pomona College. The Sage Hens, uh, my <laughs> athletic department, they've actually been trying to step things up in recent years. When I went, sports was beyond an afterthought at my school. I mean, we had all the Division three sports, but this was not a school that put an emphasis on the sports teams. It was more of, hey, this is just an addition to the college experience. We know people like to play. We weren't competitive in a lot of the sports, including the golf team that I was on. I mean, really, one of probably the worst college golf teams in America, if I'm being being honest. We won a few matches, but not many <laughs> over my four years. But that was that was just par for the course because we didn't put a lot of emphasis on sports at the, at our school. But in the last few years, they've been trying to step it up a little bit. They see the value and the experience, and it actually does attract candidates. More and more kids want that as part of their experience, even if they're going to more of an academic school. They want they want a good sports experience, so they've been trying to raise money. And one of the things, even for the golf team, they're building like indoor simulator, like a Sick. practice area on campus, which is amazing. We had nothing like that. I mean, we I got a range pass, and I had to drive twenty minutes away to you know to hit balls, hit balls. as you know as practice in college. So that that was really cool. But you know, they're hitting up alums to try to fund some of these projects. Prominent alums such as yourself. And I uh, I came on the radar of uh, of their development officer who set up a, a coffee and we met after the show. But as I said, they're fairly new to this and I, I talked to her, a very nice nice lady named Rachel. 
And I asked her, how long have you been doing this? Oh, just about a year, just kind of just getting getting started. We're really building from the ground up. She was overmatched by Colonel Budget, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> no. Colonel Budget can take anybody down. She, I mean, uh, he really she can. definitely did not give me the hardest of hard sells. We comes. did have a great conversation, but in the end, I, uh, I, did, not, I did not fork over any of my hard-earned money. Did- for the, uh, for the there, Pomona College Athletic Program. Was there a point-blank ask? There was not, really. There wasn't. That was the problem. If I think she probably could, if she had really like pressed me, like, hey, even if it's a small donation, maybe just a small annual donation, let's just get you going, and we can always up it later. She really didn't get give me the, the hard sell. Yeah. And I was able to get out of there this is something- with a good meeting, a, 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 a promise to stay in touch via email in the future, but uh, nothing coming out of my pocket. So. Now that's something that cheap people do. They, you blame you're blaming her for not hard selling you enough. <laughs> Just it's her fault. Give that her. You didn't give any. You know what I want. You, you know what I want you to do today. I want you to write her, and I want you to say, Rachel, really enjoyed our time. Um, here's five hundred dollars for the cause. Okay, you do that. Are you providing the? No, I'm not paying for your Pomona College. <laughs> You know, they, Woods has enough. You know they have. Like, I have okay, enough colleges. They to have fund. like billions of dollars in endowment in the bank. There, I feel like if they if, did, if they I was going to give five hundred dollars to someone, there'd be other other causes that probably needed it more than my school. Right I would now. like to know who those causes. are. I don't know. I'd we'll like them by the end, of, the end of the day. I probably got rest. no problem <laughs> donating to that fund. Zero. <laughs> Hang on, let me hit the ATM before we head out tonight. No problem. Donating to the Delilah Endowment Fund. The Delilah Engorgement Fund, as it were. No problem. She didn't hard sell you either. a different bucket. She she did not not hard sell you either. Actually, she didn't really. She didn't at all, which is very rare. Oh, Benjamin. (laughs) You... You literally sat there at that meeting. You sipped on your coffee. Did, you did you have a bun or something? I didn't. I just had coffee. Coffee. But she paid for that, too. <laughs> wow. Every day. The college paid for it. That's every fine. day, I'm more amazed at him. <laughs> every day. It's like you worry, oh, man, are we going to get stale? The answer is no. The answer is we will never get stale as long as you keep bringing gems like that to the table. How about $100? We do $100? Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. See, now you're giving me the hard sell. See, if if she is a salesman, five hundred. No, okay. How about a hundred? Just one hundred. Let's just start, start there. One hundred. And Get now I feel system. like is that, probably not the worst idea, actually. You know what, Ben? Let's start with $100. Does that, like, does that sound like something you can handle? Yeah, probably. Okay. I could Get probably you a nice alumni yeah. sticker yeah. from the back of your car. Get you a yeah. sticker. I'll send you a license plate cover. All right, I want you to write her All today. Right, I will write her. Thank I got you. her email. I will. Now, I'm here to help you with some social See, now you should be the development officer. Problem is, I don't like asking for money either. I don't like asking no, for money. I, no one can really. Some people are really good at yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not great at it, but you got to do it sometimes. Yeah, I, I can't ask for it, and I can't give it either. I yeah, mean, you have it's really tough. Both sides of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess good job on. I would have. I would have felt weird not giving anything. Did she have any pamphlets or anything? Mm-hmm. For you? Oh no, nothing. okay, no. just a combo. Yeah, just how long? A combo. Thirty minutes. Yeah, about thirty, thirty-five minutes. Okay, all right. Hundred bucks. Okay. You can do that. Fine. You can fine. Sell. Fine. You can sell. Thank you. Fine. All right. Art, sell me. You don't have to say twice. Okay. You should probably follow up to make sure I actually do it. Oh, I will. Believe you me. I want to see. How. Can you cop BCC me on the email, please? Thank just, you. Just two hundred bucks. All right. Uh, circle on your uh, your morning 
calendar today, 8 a.m., is when we are scheduled to be joined by Padres CEO Eric Gruppner. We will discuss, uh, obviously, some of the business of the Padres going on right now, start of spring training, uh, season ticket sales, individual ticket sales starting this week, Fan Fest, all the kind of ancillaries. But we'll try to get some answers to questions about what's going on behind the scenes in the organization. Not sure what... Eric is or is not going to say, but I, I'm going to ask some questions about the direction of the team and this offseason and, and, you know, kind of what we've seen as a fan and why I think as a fan base collectively we're in, um, we're perfectly, perfectly all right being a little nervous about what's been going on for the Padres this offseason. No question. So we will definitely talk to Eric Gruppner about that and more coming up at eight o'clock this morning. I uh, did have a big win, a uh, much needed home win for the Aztecs. Over the weekend on Saturday against 17th-ranked Utah State, uh, San Diego State had to have that one. They got it uh, after a surprising move by Brian Dutcher. We can discuss that coming up in our 7 o'clock hour. But I want to get to, uh, coming up next, some some Padres news. There was a, a nice conversation, Mike Schilt one-on-one in the UT over the weekend, but some news this morning from, Holy Ken, Schilt. from Ken Rosenthal, uh, just posting some of his news and notes in The Athletic, uh, including... Some information about the Padres' outfield plans here in 2024. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like uh, this very The much mysterious outfield plans for a team that now less than a week away from spring training has two outfielders <laughs> on their 40-man roster. What, what are they going to do to address that between now and Sunday, between now and opening day? Is there a plan in place? Ken Rosenthal has a couple of suggestions, but also a big caveat that, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but I think it's something that we should just dive into uh, when we come back here. So Padres fans, we will talk outfield. We will talk Mike Schilt and more when we get uh, going next with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This is a setup. Got one of these liners. Then you guys have me suspicious because you've gotten me before. Big game coverage on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Visit them today at solostove.com. That's real. That's real real. or fake? That's real. Real. Okay. Sometimes people call you stove. In fact, you've got an entire water bottle. Only my wife calls me stove. And stove. Solo stove just feels like something naughty that you might be doing. 
Solo so. stove is a real thing in our house. <laughs> a real thing, unfortunately. This is not that, though. This, this is, is not an actual that. smokeless <laughs> no. fire pit that is uh, sponsoring big game coverage. Mine, mine okay. would, ours would have been much dirtier. You know that. That's, uh, yeah. that's very, yeah. very well, I mean, tough. I don't catch it always, and I was reading it carefully and slowly to... Make sure I wasn't missing anything there. Yeah. Solo stove's a real thing. All right. Uh, yeah. Ken Rosenthal, and you do not have to you do not have to eat what Ken Rosenthal is serving you this morning, but he is serving up a plate it's, of Padres it's, uh, rumor. It's hors d'oeuvres. It's not a meal. It's not a meal. This is this is Lunchables, right? Yeah, this this is, is like a little charcuterie. Yeah, yeah it's just a tiny, this it's is a tiny a, taste. This is a, one of those uh, fruit and veggie trays for, that everyone will have at the Super Bowl party this weekend. It's a devil right? egg. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a plate of devil eggs. So you can eat it. You cannot eat it. Whatever. We're going to tell you what he's serving up, though, right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. <laughs> All right, from insider Ken Rosenthal this morning in The Athletic, uh, his subheadline: Padre still in need of outfielders. No S. Absolutely true. Um, he writes, the signing of a free agent such as Michael A. Taylor is still possible. So is a trade with a team deep in outfielders like the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, quickly, Ben and I went through the Milwaukee Brewers uh, outfield. I can think of one. Potential. There's Christian, Christian Yelich. <laughs> but if they're going to want to dump salary, this isn't the team that's going to want to take on a bunch of salary. Also, please remember, Manny Machado and Christian Yelich are not at all. Christian Yelich has run his Pete Davidson mouth about Manny Machado so many times to make your head spin. I don't want Christian Yelich here. He's a turd. So I'm going to pass on that myself. Pass on grass. And somewhat expensive, too. And very expensive. Very expensive. Doesn't make a lot of sense unless you're, you know, they're eating a ton of salary in a move like that. And even then, you're not a big fan of it. I uh, didn't mention anyone specifically from the Brewers. Well, but give me the rest of the Brewers oh, outfield. I had, that, that, had it up earlier. It was a bunch of guys I really never heard of I mean, for the most part. Joey Weimer, Weimer was the only one I'd ever even heard of. Um, you know, they've got Jackson Chorio coming up as one of their top prospects, so they probably do have extra outfielders. The question is, do they have any extra outfielders that anyone wants? wants? Right. Uh, then again, beggars can't be choosers, and the Padres have just, again, two outfielders on their 40-man roster. But despite all that, Ken goes on to say, neither option, Michael A. Taylor signing of a free agent, a trade with the Milwaukee Brewers, seems particularly likely, making it quite possible the Padres will spend the spring auditioning young players such as Jackson Merrill, Jacob Marcy, and Graham Pauling. Okay, so Pauly made the point when we were talking about it in the break that, well, cool, what what team isn't auditioning young players in spring training? That's why they do spring training invites. They want to see what these guys got. They want to see, yeah, okay, how close are you? But you're talking about, in, in Marcy, a guy that's had 69, nice, ABs, uh, at AA. And you're talking about a guy in Pauly that's had 88 ABs at AA. Don't know that either of those guys are knocking on the door to starting in left field or, you know, I think Paulie's a corner infielder starting at uh, first base in for the first game of the season. Like, I don't know that either of those guys are ready to roll against the Dodgers in Korea uh, and then against the Giants when they come home. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying I don't know with that few ABs, are they ready? Do you want to rush them to the big leagues? Are they Are they that ready? Or are you in a, a, in desperation mode because you have nothing else and don't want to spend any more money? Because who who was who's the outfield the starting outfield for the AAA El Paso Chihuahuas? Um, 
Like, wouldn't oh. want AAA? I mean, these guys haven't played AAA either, so right. I'm assuming that's where they're, they'll start, AAA, AA. Like, who it, finished the season playing outfield for the Chihuahuas? Good question. Um, wouldn't those be, like, the front runners to possibly make not, the jump? Not necessarily. AA is more of, like, your... Yeah, feels like you're, you're jumping, yeah. jumping AAA, triple A could be a guy that you signed for a one year minor could league deal, and he's gone now. Yeah. yeah, and they're they're they just kind of are interchangeable, uh, and they will they will have to sign some of those guys as well. That if there's any injuries, you need to be able to bring up some some backups at some point. Merrill is a little bit closer, and you can certainly envision. Jackson Merrill in the big leagues, not only this season, but maybe even early, maybe even at the start of the season. The problem with Merrill, of course, is that he is a shortstop, and they haven't really done a ton of work outside of the infield for Jackson Merrill. Now he's done some. Ken, Ken writes that Merrill, the game's number twelve prospect, according to MLB Pipeline, will play both shortstop and outfield in spring training. Okay. To count on a guy who, though, is just now making the transition to start in one of those spots, and then presumably the other one, a player who has only had limited double-A experience, to be two-thirds of your outfield to start the season doesn't particularly seem like a way to set yourself up for lineup success going into the year. It's why it feels still fairly essential to me that the Padres acquire at least one Veteran, experienced outfielder, whether even if it's the defensive first player, that just you can feel comfortable plugging into center field and knowing we, he's not going to lose games for us at this point. Well, you know, he mean, may not win them at the plate, but maybe someone who's not going to lose games in the outfield for us. You can't promise that of young players with so little experience manning 67% of your outfield. I mean, you know, if you would have told me a month ago, oh, no, Woodsy, it's going to be Sugar getting a, a shake in center field, I would have said you're crazy. Sugar's going to be the fourth outfielder on this team. But uh, as it stands today, he's your starting center fielder on opening day. I, I, I don't really know how to feel about it. He is that guy that you just talked about, not a lot of pop whatsoever, probably not going to kill you with the glove out there. Uh, if that's what they end up doing and finding a, a better option in left field, I mean, look, that's what we got to roll with. That's what we got to roll with. But uh, I, I, I hope you know if they do end up promoting somebody that they're they're absolutely ready uh, for that that spot. And that's that's the sweet spot of baseball is knowing when to call somebody up, knowing when to promote uh, guys. And look, let's be honest. I think you know by all the the people that we've talked to, all the guys at Mad Friars that we've talked to and continue to talk to. Um, there's been prospects that have been rushed along the way here in San Diego. I don't think that's. I don't think that's exclusive to the San Diego Padres. I think that happens in a lot of places, but it certainly happened here without a lot of payoff. Now, let's be honest. A year ago, had any of us heard of Jacob Marcy? No, not really. I, I don't think so. And Rosenthal writes, Marcy, the MVP of the Arizona Fall League last season, became the first minor leaguer to produce a season of 15 homers, 90 walks, and 40 stolen bases since at least 2005. Pauly, like Merrill, was drafted as an infielder, but played outfield in the Fall League and in the minors the past two seasons. So, according to Ken Rosenthal, all three of those guys are in the mix for the Padres outfield, presumably for opening day for Korea, especially if they don't acquire anybody else uh, between now and the start of the season. He adds one other note on the Padres here, and this is the last uh, mini-paragraph of his uh, of his blurb. They continued to draw significant trade interest in second baseman Ha-Sung Kim, according to sources briefed on the discussions. Kim eligible for free agency at the end of the season, but he was among the Padres' best players in 2023, so the acquisition cost would be high. 
Nothing new there. We have heard that all off season that, that Ha Sung Kim is a much desired commodity. The Padres are not looking to trade him necessarily and definitely are not going to be giving him away. But if the right <laughs> offer came along and you, you met a very high price tag, he is someone who the Padres would at least discuss because of his impending free agency. And it didn't worry me at the time necessarily when Trent Grisham was thrown into the Juan Soto deal. It worries me a little bit now because, you know, with Grish, I know he wasn't what everyone expected uh, at the plate. I know his performance at the plate here wasn't what he expected. He thinks he's capable of more. I think the Padres did too. Um, but now you look at it and go, okay, well, Ben, if you had an outfield of Grisham, Tatis, and the guy that you find for left field, the Eddie Rosarios of the world, whatever it, whoever it may be, you feel a lot better about that. Just knowing, knowing defensively what he brings, you feel so much better about that. Throwing him in on the Soto deal, now I don't know. Maybe his time here came to an end for reasons that are, are out of our comprehension. Um, but I do know I'd feel a lot better if I was a pitcher with Trent Grisham in center field, then, you know, whoever else are going to run out there. Joey in the chat says, Sugar deserves a shot. He's been doing whatever the team needs for two years. Give him 100 ABs see what and, he does. and see what's up. Now, I'm not going to argue against necessarily with it, Jose Azokar. Here's the problem, though. So if Jose Azokar is one of your starters, you still need a bench. You and do need and a you're, bench. Not, you're not putting, you know, Merrill on the bench in the outfield or Paulie on the bench, guys who need at-bats. If they're not starting Correct. in the big leagues, they need to be starting every day in double-A AA or triple-A and getting the experience necessary so they can contribute for the Padres. You can't have those guys on the big league roster only to rot and get you know one start a week and a, a pinch hit appearance every week. That that's the last thing you can afford to do with your top prospects right now. So Sugar's in kind of a tough spot. He he almost has to be the depth because there is no other depth, and you can't call up your prospects to be depth because they need to be starting every day, whether it's in the big leagues or in the minor leagues this year, which. Again, kind of leave sugar has has got to be that fourth outfield option, at least in my mind, to start the season. Yeah, and and I, I don't know why Ken said in his piece uh, about, I mean, he, he speaks out of both sides of his mouth essentially when he says they could go out and trade for a uh, Merrill. Uh, I'm sorry, trade for a Michael A. Taylor. It's still possible. Sign him, yeah. Yeah, but then he says, neither option seems particularly likely, making it quite possible the Padres will spend the spring auditioning those young players. Um, I, look, do the young players excite me as a fan? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm ecstatic to see what they can bring. But if you're if you're really, you know, selling your fan base on we're going to run to the playoffs right now, can you have that much inexperience out there on that team? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is it is it too risky of a strategy to give the young guys the first opportunity? Don't acquire anyone now. See how they do in spring training, and if none of them really look like they're ready, then you have to make a move the last week of spring training and acquire an outfielder then. I mean, you think the pickings are slim now, and they are, and they're getting slimmer by the day. I you know, wait till March twelfth right. and get somebody. We've seen AJ Preller make big moves late in spring training before. It wouldn't be the first time. The problem is, you don't know who's available at that point. Right? It, maybe everything works out well, and you know other teams have young prospects who win and leave them uh, an expendable outfield or two. That all of a sudden they just want to get something for, and you swoop in at the last minute and make a great deal. But 
The other the other option could happen where hey, other teams have injuries and all of a sudden they're thin in out the outfield. Yeah. Then there's no one available and and now you're desperate and you have to overpay for someone who's still hanging around on the free agent market or you have to overpay for someone in a trade that you didn't want to do because you really have you've painted yourself into a corner with no good options in the outfield. So that can that can burn you if you if you're not careful if that's your strategy going into spring training well and it's one of the questions i want to ask eric Grutner. you know when you when you trade juan soto and trent grisham to the yankees and you get back a you know by all accounts right now a really nice package back guys that should help us win baseball games this year at the big league level well you saved a ton of money you saved a ton of money I I would have bet the house, Benny, that that money was going to go back into finding those pieces on the corners that you need, maybe a DH, whatever. And I, I'm not saying that they still won't, but it hasn't happened yet. And that surprises me. That really surprises me that we keep adding relievers and we haven't addressed any of the the glaring, gaping needs that we have in the outfield, potentially at first base, potentially with the DH. Who's going to DH for this team? Matt Batten? What are we talking about at this point? Eggy Rosario is going to be your 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 DH. I don't it's not know. going to be uh, Carlos Santana. No, nope. you know, he, he's he signed the over the and weekend. Again, what, five and a half million bucks, something like that. Five three five, I think he signed for. Now thirty eight years old. Pull that trigger. Pull that trigger. Or you just get another Nelson Cruz, Matt Carpenter situation on your hands. Or you don't. That, that's the thing. You've got to be right. When when you do pull that trigger, you do have to be right. Jeff in the chat. Says I'd rather Colonel budget this outfield problem. Let the young kids play. For now, I still think we can get Profar back on the cheap. I bet they're holding out for that price well, to Jeff, drop. But but Ben makes the point too. Let's say they call up Marcy and Merrill, and there's your there's your outfield for opening day. Great. Oh, cool. Now the young kids will play. Well, what if they're batting a buck ten? Uh, hitting in the big leagues is really really hard, and with a combined 140 abs at Double A between them, between them. Or, I'm sorry, that was Paulie. Uh, but not a ton. You know, not a ton of experience between those guys. Uh, what if they're coming? They're, they're both hitting a buck ten and need a lot more seasoning? What do you do then? Who's your Who's your backup to your backup? Where's your bench? This team needs bodies like more than ever, and and more than anything, they need big league ready guys, the Michael A. Taylors of the world, the Tommy Fams of the world that can go out and play. If those guys come up to the big leagues and struggle, I mean, you're you're in deep. Uh, Kirsten in the chat. Padre is going to look at cuts at spring training. A lot of good players get cut. That is true. There are roster crunches, and at the end of spring training, guys who don't make the 26-man roster and don't have options do become available cheaply. It makes me think, though. The problem, though, is those are also guys that weren't good enough in spring training to make their big league team. Correct. Correct, and it all, think about all the the deals that Preller was throwing out. You know, a million bucks for this guy, the Adam Eatons of the world, and give him a shot. The David Dolls of the world. It, the fact that we're not seeing that at all right now does that mean that the purse strings are just massively tight for AJ Preller? Like, is he really having to go to shop and save? Is he sacking his own groceries right now? You know, like I, it, I, it, I, 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 of course, the purse strings are tight. I think that's. That's been very obvious this offseason. What I want to kind of try to get out of Eric Gruppner this morning, is that is that a directive from management because of the uncertainty, because of the debt service, because of the passing of Peter Seidler, or is A.J. tightening his own purse strings as part of a strategic 
retrenchment to get under the luxury tax to to tackle the international market, maybe a Roki Sasaki next year, and put himself in a better position going forward so he can once again attack in 2025 and 2026 while he still has players like Manny Machado and Xander Bogarts in their prime and, and needs to get that going again. Because if you don't retrench... You're just tightening your handcuffs for 2025 and tighter in 2026 without ever getting back below that luxury tax. So is this an AJ decision to retrench and strategically scale back the payroll in order to have more flexibility and the options to do more things for the next you know, three to four years where you can still see Manny and Xander having big years and leading your team to the playoffs? I don't know. I don't know. It certainly doesn't feel like it because he... In nine years, Ben, has never had a problem adding warm bodies. And we've seen it, and we've seen it over and over. Guys don't, you know, they don't end up making the squad. He's never been trying to get under a luxury tax either. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'd love to be able to give him that credit for that, but you can still get under the luxury tax by signing those Adam Eaton's of the world. All the things that he's done in the past – it looks like his direction there is There is some money left under the luxury tax, oh, for yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How much? 20, 20 million. 22, 23 million, right. I think, still. You can still get. And, and you don't want to be a dollar short going into the season right. because you need some flexibility in the year. But there is some room to do some things, you know, and still stay under that luxury tax. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that anyone will tell you the answer to that question. Oh, no, no. It's a concerted effort by A.J. Preller to do this for Roki Sasaki, which is weird because I'd like to worry about 24 before we get to 25. All right, top of the hour. Uh, we got Take on Woods coming up next. Uh, do we have a new prize this month that is uh, available? A brand new two-night trip to Las Vegas. Oh, and we'll let you know what uh, concert you'll get to go to as well. I like this one. And uh, Brian Dutcher did something very un-Brian Dutcher-like. Not throwing a clipboard something else, and it helped lead to a win for the Aztecs. Talk about that coming up next with Ben Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ucla speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived 
Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. song that is regret and that's what i don't want to feel uh at the end of of this season and i hope aj peller doesn't feel it also regret is a terrible thing to feel i'll tell you what if uh, if aj preller is the one directing the strategy of retrenchment and you know transition looking, looking for the next three years that's an awful lot of confidence for a gm that everyone in baseball says has got to be on the hottest of the seats sure without any success this year. I mean, can A.J. really believe that if the Padres have a disappointing season this year, that he will be allowed to follow through on his plan? Hey, I know we didn't do well here in 2024, but I've got our our team back under the uh, luxury tax, and I've got this plan going forward with these young guys. I wonder if the the rebuilding of the farm system buys you a lot more... I don't know. Is is he around to see the fruition of his farm system if they don't have a decent year this year? Most GMs would probably go, I can't. I can't afford to do. I can't afford to do this because I'm going to lose conversations. Have they already happened with the brass? When you trade a Juan Soto, that leads me to think that there was a conversation with everybody on the same page of, hey, whatever happens in 24 hours, <laughs> we're gearing up for 25, yeah. 26. We're going to move those goalposts once ah, again. But Paula, you were under the mistaken impression that sports organizations like sports fans. They all they want to have their cake and eat it too. So you can tell AJ Preller, here's what we need to do. We need to trade Juan Soto. We need to retrench on payroll, but we also expect big things and we need the team to win. And if you don't, you're probably out at the end of the season. It's not just sports. It's not fair. It's not necess- just sports. It happens in it's, every in it's every industry. It's not fair necessarily, but AJ wouldn't be the first guy who didn't get who didn't get all the resources he needed and then was evaluated on that that one season. And and he knows it, but you know he's doing what right now. Maybe he thinks his best for the organization. We will see. We will talk to Eric Gruppner coming up at eight o'clock this morning. Uh, so Brian Dutcher, when the Aztecs lost last week, remember at Colorado State, saw him pretty frustrated. Not characteristic of Brian Dutcher screaming at his players in a huddle, throwing a clipboard to the uh, to the ground. And when the Aztecs lined up on Saturday at Viejas Arena against Utah State. You had two different guys in the starting lineup. Now, in basketball, you think, well, that happens all the time, right? You know, coaches change starting lineups. Not Dutch, not Fish. It's one of the actual most rare things that they will ever do. Unless someone is hurt and has to be replaced, or it's senior night and he starts the seniors on the last home game of the year. 
pretty much picks a lineup at the beginning of the year and sticks with it through thick and thin. He understands the ups and downs of basketball. And if you just continually yank guys out of the starting lineup, you're going to damage their confidence. You're going to do more harm long run than um, benefit short term of changing your lineup. But he decided it was time to make a change. Darion Trammell returned to the starting lineup. J-Pal, who... Had only got, he only got like nine minutes against Colorado State. Yeah. He went into the starting lineup. Micah Parrish and Elijah Saunders came off the bench. And you can, uh, it's I mean, such a the, message, though. It's it, also such a message to, to the guys that he benched. It is. It, you know, listen, we've got to change. We have to change. Not the, getting the job done. You're not getting the job done. The dynamic had to change. And I mean, you want to talk about a stroke of brilliance. Uh, got home. So I didn't. I missed the first maybe three or four minutes. And so I saw Powell in there just draining shots. I'm like, oh, he must have come off the bench. No, uh, he was in starting in the starting rotation, Benny. And what a stroke of brilliance that was. Jay Powell had two points the previous two games. And he was out there lighting it up, man. That was that was a really, really good victory for he them. He and Trammell combined for 28 points Incredible. going into the starting lineup, which is terrific. But the the real genius of it is that Parrish and Saunders, after getting benched, combined for twenty two. Exactly off right. The bench. Yeah, you, it, it like worked both ways. It, it, perfect, it motivated man. everybody to have a better game. Jaden Ladee kind of played to a draw against Great Osibor, uh, who is uh, you know in contention for Mountain West Player of the Year for Utah State. More Six, like average Osibor. Sixteen nine for Ladee, <laughs> seven seven seventeen seven for Osibor. Good, good, Osibor. good Osibor. Yeah. pretty good, good Osibor. Pretty good Osibor. Um, and the Aztecs uh, scored an eighty one sixty seven win over the seventeenth ranked Aggies, who will uh, undoubtedly drop a little bit when the new poll comes out today. And I would think even with the loss. That San Diego State could make a return to the top 25 uh, later this morning. We'll see. I've been surprised before, but wouldn't be surprised to see him somewhere in the 23 range or so this morning back in the AP rankings. So let me ask you this. So now you found a bit of a hot hand, a bit of a spark. You 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 roll it out again? Yeah, you I don't, th- I don't think it? it was a one-game thing. Um, and, and Dutch said... He had been wanting to put Darion Trammell. Remember, Trammell started every game last year. He was the South Region most valuable player in the NCAA tournament. And then he got hurt and he had a shoulder injury and missed most of the, you know, the preseason training camp. And so he wasn't in the starting lineup at the beginning of the year. But Dutch kind of wanted at some point to get him back in there. And this was the move. It was the, uh, the Powell move. For Saunders, that was a little more surprising, but that that also paid off big time for Dutch. I so. mean, they beat them handily, Ben. And you know what? It, right when I walked in, I was watching them play, and I went, "Ooh, they look scared to lose this game." There's a there's a, a sometimes when you're watching sports, you're like, "Oh, you're playing not to lose." They looked terrified to lose that game at home. They were like, the energy was through the roof. The everything was a lot more crisp than it had been. They looked like they were terrified to lose that game. I had some friends that were there, and they said they were texting me. They go, "This is how Vieja's supposed to feel." It was awesome. Like, it was back to that classic, just nut house, and it looked, it sounded great on television. It looked great. It was just raucous. You had to get that dub, and they did. They it wasn't really even close in the second half. They controlled that yep, game. They did. But home games are not the problem. They've right. won every single home game. They've won every single neutral site game. It's the road that's the challenge. <laughs> and, of course, they got the calls. Uh, Osibor went, shot one free throw in the game. It's like Ladie on a road game. You can't get the calls 
on the road in the Mountain West. Uh, it just seems like it's impossible, which means this week with two road games at Air Force tomorrow, at Nevada on Friday, you're going to have to overcome you know, the difficulties of the travel and everything that goes against you to steal a couple of these, and, and that's going to be big for San Diego State. So uh, we've got uh, Take on Woods and a new prize for you if you want to play our con- game on Monday and be our contestant, 833-288-0973. We got the two-night stay again at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Tickets to Air Supply at the uh, Westgate uh, in concert on May 31st and June 1st. So call now, be our contestant, 833-288-0973. I will play here in just a couple of minutes. Um, the uh, midpoint of the mid- Mountain West season has come. So Boise State and Utah State are 7-2. and two. Aztecs and New Mexico are 6-3. and three. And then you get a bunch of teams with four losses right behind them. But everybody is now bunched up. And that's why they had to have that one. If they had lost, they would have been three games behind Utah State and still had to go to Utah State in the second half of the season. They'll have Boise State and New Mexico come to Viejas Arena, though, in the second half of the year. So they'll have at least two of those teams at home. That game at Utah State could end up being the one that decides the regular season conference title. And I think that's actually next week, uh, maybe next Saturday uh, at Utah State or next Friday, one of the one of the upcoming games. It'll happen pretty quickly, the return trip to Logan, Utah. So that'll be a big one. But, uh, yeah, it's anybody's ball game right now in the Mountain West. And after the Aztecs got that win on Saturday against Utah State. It's a good one. Really, really good one. All right, uh, let's uh, let's get to it. It is time to play. A little nope, nope. Never mind. Well, we had calls, then they dropped off. So. To let me know he can't play. Oh, he can't hey, play. I thank can't make for, it today. Thank you for letting us know that you can't make it today for take on wood. You don't have to do that uh, normally. This is one of those more RSVP yes only situations. You know, regret regrets only where you call. Only if you can't make it. This is not one of those situations. We do not need you to call if you can't play Take on Woods. We actually only want you to call if you do want to play Take on Woods. Yeah. And I think we got one of our regulars on the line now, so let's get to it. It's time for Take on Woods. Take on Woods. Take on me. Woods. All right, we got Guy. Guy, you aren't calling to tell us that you can't play Take on Woods this morning, are you? Yeah, I'm a little too busy. Can ah. you uh, call me back later? <laughs> Thank you, Guy. We appreciate that. All right, uh, first up this month and the first chance to win the two-night stay at the Westgate and two tickets to Air Supply. With a legacy spanning decades, Air Supply continues to captivate hearts now in their 45th anniversary year. The duo continuing to play more than 130 shows a year worldwide. They will be celebrated on May 31st and June 1st at the Internet Skate. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster. Dot com. All right, here are our categories Ooh. to start the week, Guy. Your choices are the mystery category, still sitting there. Oh, to be young. Those are song titles and artists, including the word young. And our new category, don't call me Edward, uh, full of musical eddies in that category. So mystery category, oh, to be young, or don't call me Edward. Guy, what's it going to be? Let's try uh, Oh, to be young. Oh, to be young. All right. Today's game features five answers, song titles, and artists that include the word young. You'll have uh, 60 seconds. If you don't know an answer, say pass. We'll come back to it at the end of the clock. First question is our two-second song. You'll have to identify a quick piece of music. Give me the song title and the artist. One of them contains the word young. And then after you go, Woods comes back, and same questions. If you beat or tie him, we'll put you into the drawing for Vegas. I know you know how it works, Guy. I'm kind of explaining for everybody else. Paul, are you ready? Guy, are you ready? All right, here we go. 
60 Bye. seconds on the clock. The category O to be young. Guy, your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck. Let's take on Woods. It drives me crazy. Find young cannibals. Correct. The 1980s featured two different hit songs with which same title? One by German synth band Alphaville in 1984, the other by Rod Stewart in 1988. Uh, forever young. Correct. Name the rapper who broke through with his 1989 hit Bust a Move. Correct. Which 1975 David Bowie title track embraces a more R&B? Young American. Correct. Which Billy Joel hit from the Stranger album starts with the line, Come out, Virginia. Uh, only the good die, young. So easy. So easy, well guy. You just smoked that category and a quick five for five. You are in for the drawing for Las Vegas. You don't have to worry about it. The rest of the month, guy knows he could be getting that phone call in early March to see air supply. At the Westgate. Now the only question is whether it's an outright win or Woods can match it in his portion of the game. I think he's got a good chance here today. Me? Yeah, see? I think you got a good chance. Let's see. Guy's score is locked in. Woods does it without the category to make it uh, a little tougher for our champ. What would you, say is, your, what would you say is your overall winning percentage over the last, what, three years that we've done this? 750. Probably even higher. 800, maybe. All right. 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Guy. It's in excess. I'll come back to it. That's incorrect. The 1980s featured two different hit songs with which same title? One by German synth band Alphaville in 1984, the other by Robert Young. Correct. Name the rapper who broke through with his 1989 hit Bust a Move. Uh, Young MC. Correct. Which 1975 David Bowie title track embraces more Young Americans. Correct. Which Billy Joel hit from the Stranger album. Only Good Die Young. Right. Which leaves us with the two-second song. Would you like to try again? Yes. Fine young cannibal, she drives me crazy. It is, but you said in excess. I have to take that, and with a five-four scored guy, oh no, has taken you oh, down to start. Darn, it sounds like an excess to me. Yeah, it's got an in excess <laughs> beat to it. But that Damn was it. fine young cannibal. She drives guy. me crazy in the category O oh, to be young. Ladies, tell us, get shot down because you're overzealous. No, that's the young. No, that's, oh, that wasn't. It sounds young. Like that that's sounds young. Like tell us, get shot down because you're overzealous. Play hard to get females. Get jealous. Okay, smarty, go to a party. Girls are scantily clad and showing body. I like his when he does the imitation of his voice. Okay, smarty, go to a party. 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 I mean, you could say, okay, smarty, go (laughs) Go to to a party. party. That just sounds a little formal, though. It's not a formal party. It's a party. I definitely try to do the effect of everybody I sing as well. I do. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, when we come back, Woods is going to sing us Fast Car in the Tracy Chapman, Luke Combs voice. man. That was really good last night, wasn't it? Anyone watching the Grammys? Knock, Uh, Knock my socks off, man. I would like to play the whole thing in its entirety. I think it, it could really do a lot of Maybe, good. Maybe uh, do do this. Who knows? Yeah. It'll make an appearance uh, coming up next. By the way, Take on Woods was brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. It only takes 15 minutes. You don't have to get out of your car for directions and discounts. Go to SoCalOilChange.com. That's SoCalOilChange.com. All right, we will have Don't Do This coming up next. How does Patrick Mahomes oh. get anything done uh, ever? You, your tweet was brilliant Thank you on that last night. Uh, how does he do it? He's better than we give him credit for. With everything in his like, world. It's so hard to get to the level that he's at. And be that good. With everything around it's a you zoo. in your life. It's, it's a an zoo. absolute zoo. Yeah, his support system is not, oh. it's not a support system. Good Lord.
That is coming up next with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. We'll be right back after a check of traffic. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? Oh, I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. Moron. You're a dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. All right, uh, you had a brilliant tweet yesterday. Thank you, sir. I mean, brilliant. I think I liked it. I definitely liked it. I don't know if I retweeted it, but it was a commentary on Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, who operates in the middle of a three-ring circus, yeah. essentially. Correct? Constant. Yes. It's constant. It never stops. It has never stopped since he's gotten in the league. And I tweeted yesterday how this dude competes in spite of the never-ending S-housery around him is beyond me. Um, Outside influences can absolutely affect your life. They affect mine. They affect Paul's. They affect Ben. They affect everybody. You driving out to your job today, if things are going on in your personal life, uh, it's tough. If things are going on in your personal life and they're plastered all over every news outlet all the time and everyone's asking you about it constantly, to go out and be the NFL quarterback that he is is pretty remarkable. He's a remarkable athlete and and dude on his own, you know, without like any of this going on. If you just look at his football career in a vacuum, it's one of the best is to, I mean, to ever do. What it. can bad can you really say? He had the blow up this year well, he, on the officials. He pitched a fit to the officials. Yeah. I mean, that's like the worst that's thing. Like the worst you can thing he's really ever done. Say. And all that tells me is he's one of us. Yes, he's one of us. <laughs> exactly. So, man, news broke over the weekend. 53-year-old father of Patrick Mahomes was arrested Saturday night in Texas according to online booking records. For DWI, it's not his first arrest for DWI. He was arrested back in 2019 for DWI. This is the former major league pitcher, Pat Mahomes. Yep, and uh, he has another one. He has three. This is now his third. He's facing two to ten years in jail. He was released on $10,000 bail. And, uh, yeah, man, the the week before. I heard him doing a bunch of interviews last week. Yeah. Pat Mahomes, oh. senior, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talking about the sun and you know, the Super Bowl and everything coming up, so. This is just another Dad, distraction. Not this week. Yeah. Any other week. All, not this week. Weeks to do but, this. Yeah. His brother. His That's wife. Why. And you know, I'm, he loves her and everything. But yeah, yeah. there's a lot going a lot on. Going and on. now his teammate and and Taylor Swift and he's he's dealt with it all masterfully. Yeah. Yes. O- over the course of this season. You know, uh, it's it's a tough one, man. It's a really really tough one for Patrick and. Uh, but you know, somebody said on the the on my my feed, they said, "Well, it's easy because that's the one place he can control it." You know, next to the constant S show surrounding him, playing football is something he actually can control. It's wild. That's his release. You know, to be out there amongst uh, eleven other guys that are trying to kill you at all times and and you know break your limbs every chance they get. Um, the fact that that's an aspect of his life he can't control makes a little sense to me. 
But they don't do this for Pat Mahomes oh, Sr. Man. Ouch. Brutal. All right, uh, story number two. And I'll start this by saying I don't know if women's basketball has ever reached such a peak. Ratings are huge right now. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with Iowa Hawkeye star Caitlin Clark. Uh, might go down as the best player in college basketball history. I think she's 66 points away from setting the all-time scoring record. Her games are becoming must-watch television. Networks are noticing. They're putting her in primetime Sold spots. Sold-out arenas. Sold-out arenas so cool. on the road, everywhere she goes. And uh, a huge national telecast on Saturday night with Gus Johnson calling it on Fox. Iowa against the Maryland Terrapins. It's all, it's all due to this up to this point. Until Gus had a bit of a Freudian slip or just a slip of the tongue, a flub, as you were, uh, as he was calling the game between Iowa and Maryland. And here comes Sellers. Nice look inside, great position. No call on the play as Rihanna Alexander had her <laughs> block. Her shot blocked, excuse me. Right. That's uh, <laughs> that's Jim speak. Paulie, you know. Like that's something I would say yeah. on Thursday nights oh, with the Tier 1s. You had your ass blocked. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, I mean, I meant shot. They don't work. Alexander had her <laughs> blocked. Her shot blocked. Excuse me. It that's was not bleeped on the air, though. Correct. It, it went out to everybody across the country. <laughs> Got to hear the uh, raw, unfiltered Gus Johnson. <laughs> Fantastic, man. Fantastic, Gus. I love it. I think you should... So I don't like the FCC. You should be able to say that in a I basketball agree. game. I would watch a lot more basketball and, if you could talk like that. I mean, just to reiterate the point that Ben said, though, like Gus Johnson being on yeah, an Iowa huge. women's college basketball game, like if Gus Johnson's on the call, it's a big moment yeah. that weekend. Absolutely. And I thought huge. that was so cool. Absolutely All right, huge. finally a little uh, do-do this for a Monday. D-D mega do-do. If you are a sports gambler at all, you know there's no such thing as a sure thing. They, they wouldn't put out a bet, unless it's some promotional gimmick where they're trying to get you to sign up for something. Hey, if Patrick Mahomes throws for one yard in the Super Bowl, we'll match your, uh, your up deposit up to $25. <laughs> yep. No, this is not what we're talking about. There are very few sure things in the sports world. But my partner came across as close as you're going to get yesterday over the weekend what did you tell everybody? What you did betting on the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am? Tell us now, since you didn't tell us beforehand. It's too late. I did tell you. I put it in a tweet. You did. He text. put it in. He I put it on social media. It was already done. No, you could have. Yeah. I think you, I, the bet. you were. You were so unsure. You were like, am I even going to get paid for this? This is I felt, This is felt, such easy money. I feel illegal. like they're not going to even give me the payout. But you got paid. You made the bet. Ma- I got paid. And you cashed in on what bet was it? So Wyndham Clark decides on Saturday to have... The greatest putting round I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like he it. He made everything. They, they 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 added it up. It was like 198 feet and, of putts. And that didn't include like a 25-footer from the fringe for his only bogey, which was a zero-putt bogey on 12. Other than that, he, he shot, shot a 60. 12 under 60, the course record at Pebble Beach. So he races up the leaderboard. And gets to the top. Yeah. And then you start hearing the rumors of, oh, the weather's coming, and the weather's going to be gnarly. So I texted Ben. I said, so tell me how this works. Well, they bang the final round on Sunday. Yeah, it's already been pushed back to 1 o'clock starts, okay? So then what what do they do? Well, they'll try to play it Monday. Well, the weather is coming, and it's not going to relent for all week. So the fact that they were going to bang it after three rounds, I went into my uh, site, and I said, all right, I'm going to put money on Wyndham Clark, because if they bang it, he's the winner. 
Uh, and he had a good chance to win anyway, as hot as he was playing. He was in the lead. He, he had a one-shot lead. lead over Lucas Oberg. Yep. Ludwig Oberg. So I put it in and was like, all right. You got more than even money on. I got more than even money. Yeah. And when I'm, they banged, they officially called it last night, said yep. we're not going to get out on Monday. It's too wet. You're the winner. Wyndham Clark was declared the champion, and Woods Damn. was uh, sent the money without a single shot being <laughs> hit in golf. You won your bet on Wyndham Clark. I did. I easiest so money good. you're ever going to win. Literally the easiest money I've ever made. I'm pissed I didn't max bet it because <laughs> that would have been sweet. But yeah, I made a little, uh, made a little extra back. Smart so, thinking, Woods. Thank you, buddy. And that's don't and do do this for a Monday. That was don't do this with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Just briefly, because of the rainout at Pebble and it was the Pro Bowl and no one really watches that. It was one of the lighter sports Sundays I'd ever seen. Uh, you had your Seals game. I that did. was great. I watched some of that Incredible online. Incredible game. Incredible win last night. Incredible. Which, uh, was great. It was my lead stack really? sports. Yeah, oh last my night. Gosh. But I also actually watched some live golf for the first time. Just the end. The playoff between Joaquin Neiman, who shot a 59 on Friday. 59. And then ended up in a playoff with Sergio Garcia. And it wasn't bad. The playoff. It was on TV. It was on KUSI. Is where I found. It. I thought it was the CW, but I found it on KOSI. Just the playoff, and the coverage was fine. Uh, Neiman hit his first playoff tee shot like into the jungle, but it hit a tree and bounced out. He would have lost if it hadn't got that lucky break. But they finished in the complete darkness. They like wanted to get it done, so they didn't have to stick around. Sergio couldn't see anything. Hit his second shot like in the dark, way to the right, and Neiman won it. I don't know if that tells you that they're really trying to win that hard if they're making him play in pitch blackness. But it was the first live I'd ever really watched. How did you go? And uh, and Neiman won over Garcia. You in were the you were at sports fiending. Going yeah, on. there was there yep. was so little going on this weekend. All right, let's uh, come back. Uh, managers. In the NL West, in the news, we have Mike Schiltz uh, sit-down interview from the UT with a few nuggets that he revealed about his Padres, and Dave Roberts just laying it all out on the table at Dodgers Fan Fest over the weekend. Oh, I didn't see this. I saw Mookie, but I didn't see Dave. Oh yeah, he's oh. he's locking himself into a lineup already here in February. Uh, coming up next with Ben Woods on ninety-seven three, the Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This for uh, John Heyman scoops. Hey man, we have one. Uh, we don't have one at the moment. I do know you can hear Super Bowl Fifty Eight from Westwood One Sunday right here on ninety seven three The Fan and free on the Odyssey app. Pre-game coverage starts at eleven a.m. Kickoff is at three thirty. Did anybody watch any of the flag football program? You you were at the Seals, so you really couldn't watch it. I forgot it was on. I saw a couple of highlights, which were actually, I mean, fun. It it accentuates nothing but speed and elusiveness. You know, no blocking. C.J. Stroud was pretty cool, like spinning around and making plays on the flag football game, but nothing you really needed to I didn't to see a single to. clip even from I, the I didn't football either. game. I did see, like, skills. one of the skills challenge they were doing. They had to run through, like, walls that they were, like, breaking through walls like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, I said, oh, that's that I could do. Interesting. <laughs> Andy Reid, of course, won that one. Andy Reid's <laughs> huge with that one, yes. <laughs> Hey, Kool-Aid! Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Oh, speaking of oh, yeah, I realized something last night when I was doing the PA at the Seals game. Can I get a oh, yeah? Oh, yeah! My goal call is a uh, direct ripoff of two people. I give it the oh, yeah! From (laughs) Kool-Aid Man and Don Orsillo. And then I give it the oh, yeah! Yep, and then I give it the which is a direct ripoff of Ric Flair, but I combine them both. It's the Flair Silo is my <laughs> that's my that's my goal call. And didn't even realize I was doing it until like maybe in the second half. We scored so many goals. By the end I was another one. Okay. All right, number seventy one, Curtis Dixon, congratulations. Like there were so many goals. Um, but yeah, it's he the, had a hat trick. Dobie had a hat trick, Austin and then Stotts had a sock, sock trick. trick. That's six goals. It was unreal. I didn't even know that terminology. It, I had to learn that yesterday. A it, sock trick. It got me up on the. It got me up on the wall over the glass, like like shaking the glass. It was I mean, incredible. Is, not, is nine goals like an underwear trick, and people have to just like <laughs> it's all nude. Yeah, everyone <laughs> has pull, to be pull all off nude. their underwear and throw it onto yeah. the. Onto the field, I, I have no idea what yeah. you get when you get beyond six goals. It now. is it, my, the Flair Sillo is what we'll call it. Yeah, that's my Flair Sillo uh, call. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Woo! Woo! <laughs> I did it seventeen times last night. It was insane. It was insane. It, the game last night. I had a couple people reach out. I had I had told a couple people, "Hey man, first game's on me." You know, like if you're on the fence, and this guy Jeremy was on the fence. And I said, just, "Just come out to one. Come out to one. I'll give you your tickets. First game." Now, this isn't for everyone, but I said, I-, I got you. So I sent him a pair of tickets. And the dude came down, said hello, and let me know. He used the tickets. He was there. And then DM me after the show. He tweeted. He goes, that was absolutely incredible. Now, that last night's game was a perfect. Ind- it was fights. These, I'm right there in the penalty box. And Paul Dawson, who used to be a SEAL, and his brother Dan was on the inaugural team, Dan Dawson, one of my favorites, he got in like seven fights last night. He was in the box for 20 minutes for roughing. He was laying on people, fighting. I mean, it had every single thing you could have wanted from a sporting event last night. 
Got down three nothing, blink of a blink of an eye. And I went, oh boy, trap game, because the mammoth aren't very good. And then we came out and laid the wood to them after that. And it was it was a, one of the most fun times I've Down ever had. Down five to four and you scored eleven straight goals. Eleven straight goals. Yeah. It was incredible before we Thanks gave up. Thanks to one. keeping winning every face off. Yes, our Trevor guest Baptiste, on Friday. Incredible. Trevor Baptiste who won like eighty percent of the face offs last night, like he always does. God, it was fun, man. Pretty cool stuff. Very, very cool. All right, we're gonna talk a little managers in the NL West. Mike Schilt v. Dave Roberts, both in the news a little bit this weekend. We'll do that right after a check of traffic here on ninety seven three the fan. I don't know if uh, if Tier 1's caught uh, the conversation one-on-one in the UT between Mike Schilt and reporter Kevin Acey over the weekend. We printed out, it's like four and a half pages of questions and answers. Some of the territory we've covered in our conversations with Mike Schilt. You but should obviously, read it all in your young MC voice. <laughs> honestly, uh, 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 but there are some new uh, tidbits of information, and I wanted to ask you guys, because you both... Okay, smarty, go to a party. <laughs> Nothing to do with it. Very productive. Uh, <laughs> you've both read it, gone through it, I assume. Yep. Um, best news that you saw from Mike Schilt, and it was a very optimistic Mike Schilt, uh, talking to Kevin Acey, but what was the uh, one thing that maybe stood out to you the most from a positive standpoint for the Padres heading into spring training? I think there's a couple of things, Benny, that that caught my eye. The uh, He was asked about the health of you, Darvish, and Joe Musgrove. That was my number one. And he said they're ramping up full gear, ready to go, no limitations, bullpens are good, mixed in a few hitters, they're recovering well, so they're healthy and ready, which I love that. Uh, and then the other one, I, I really... Liked that he said Manny has an opportunity to uh, start the season at third base. That's that was a, number one for me. That's a really big one. He says uh, he's on target to be able to get some opportunities to play in spring training at third, but I'm not going to put any time frame on it. Perhaps the most interesting things uh, that people were had keyed in on Benny was the next question: What position will Xander Bogarts play this season? And uh, I liked Schilt's answer. He said that's a good question. Right now he's playing shortstop. He said, well, have you talked to him about a move to the right side of the infield? And Schultz says, not in earnest. We're going to spend some time together soon. Did a nice job at shortstop. Obviously, Hassan Kim won a gold glove and can play shortstop. The great news is that there are options there. Yes, Mike, you will never be short of options at shortstop when you are the manager of the San Diego Padres. But, um, yeah, the, the, the not in earnest um, conversation leads me to believe as I extrapolate from it, which is what we do, um, that, yeah, eventually at some point you're going to have to make that shift, Xander, to closer to the bench. Doesn't mean it's a death knell for your career at all. A lot of players have done it. Um, I could totally see him being a second baseman for a few years and then moving to first and then DHing or whatever. We've got him. We got him for a long time. Going to have to figure out where exactly we're going to use. There's him. a lot of reading between the lines that you got to do, and just the fact that he said that's a good question and a, didn't completely shut down any talk of it. You know, adding that they have. Hassan Kim as a gold glover makes you think that it is something that is certainly being talked about. Com- compare that to when he was asked about Fernando Tatis Jr. He's a right fielder, correct? Schilt, yes, he does play right field. <laughs> does he play right field exclusively? At the moment, yeah. Uh, the good news, the way our club is built, we have players that are flexible. So, you know, he's not he's not handcuffing himself to any one idea or w- any one position for a player. Um, unlike, by the way, his counterpart in the NL West, Dave Roberts, who uh, spoke to uh, 35,000 Dodgers fans at FanFest over the weekend and revealed the first three of his lineup. He goes, 
It's going to be Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Shohei Otani. One, two, three. They've already decided that before any of them have even shown up to spring training. I, I mean, is that a good thing to lock yourself in this early? I mean, where or, else are they going to hit? What do you hit, Mookie six? I mean, no. it makes makes the most sense, I guess. It's probably the easiest lineup to trot out every single it day. It does stand in contrast to, say, last spring when Xander Bogarts arrived. and. <sighs> I mean, there was so much conversation. Is it Xander 1 or Tatis 1, Manny 3, Hosoto 2? Where does everybody go? I don't like getting second. You know, I, I, get, I get my numbers, but I don't help the team as much. It's an absolute nightmare maybe, last year. Maybe Bob Melvin just should have said. You're hitting second. On February 1st. Here's my top four in the lineup. Buddy, get we, ready for it as we come to spring training. Like, hey, you're making X, you're making X, you're making X. You're going to hit where I tell you to hit what's best for the team. Your numbers are your numbers. You just got your big deal. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I'd love the guys to be a little more careful this year with the uh, the loose lips to the media like us. But, yeah, at some point, no, Dave Roberts, that's the easiest decision in baseball right there is those three guys. Uh, one thing that stood out for me, and, and we talked about it a little, but I don't think the point has been made that much. Um, we Jake Cronenworth, the Padres need Jake Cronenworth to bounce back in a big way in 2024. We all want him to do it. We cheer for Jake. We like Jake. Um, but he had a he's had a down couple of years, especially what we expected early in his career. Mike Schilt made the point, which is very true, and this is as a fan, you just have to decide how much weight you're going to give it to how him. How much he you said, want to buy this? Offensively, it was a little bit of a tale of two cities for Jake. You look at part of the season, it wasn't up to expectation. I think he would freely admit that. But I also want to represent that before he got the wrist injury, he was in a really good place, and his numbers were actually above career average over the final month of the season. I thought he was going in a really good direction, and I think he's carried that momentum into the offseason. My confidence in Jake as an overall player is very high in what he's going to bring to our club this year in all aspects of the game. And that is true. If the Padres get, you know, July to August Jake Cronenworth, before he got hit by the pitch and broke his wrist. And those numbers remain consistent over the better part of a six-month season. That's an outstanding player. That's an all-star type player again for Jake Cronenworth. Problem was, is his first three and a half months were so bad that even a, a good month and a half didn't really save his numbers for the whole season. But over that stretch, right before his season ended on a on a wild you know pitch that hit him in the wrist, he was actually trending in an, a really good direction. Does that mean anything to you, Woods? It absolutely does. Okay. I, I, I'm i not going to get as upset about Jake Cronenworth underperforming uh, an $11 million, $10 million contract as I am about others. I, I'm just not. I, I The guy shows up, and when he's he wants to play every single day, uh, he can do a lot of things with the glove. I'm a fan of Jake Cronenworth. You know, he, he knows that. You guys know that. But I'm also not blind. You know, he needs to play better. He absolutely needs to play better. Uh, this year, and I think he'd be the first one to tell you that, and he probably will tell us that here in a few weeks when we sit down with him in, in Peoria. Um, I just there's bigger there's bigger fish to fry with me uh, than Jake Cronenworth, and yeah, you can hate the extension all you want. I get that you're totally justified in thinking that, but there's a little bit of we got to see how it plays out a little bit over the next couple of years. I'm not even I'm not even expecting him to. To, to make the all-star team or anything like that. I just want him to go out and be the solid-ass baseball player that he can be, you know? If you're worried about Jake Cronenworth's numbers, you know, making a huge difference on the San Diego Padres this year, of course you need players like that every single season, Ben, but that 
there's there's other guys, in, in my opinion, that have to step up and have to play better than they did last year. He's like fourth or fifth on that list. Well, it sounds like he's got the confidence of his manager, Mike Schilt. And then finally, um, Schilt did not lock himself into a closer, as as he really has an all-off season. Did say, uh, you know, obviously Robert Suarez has been in that role and done it, has the stuff to do it, the mentality to do it. Yuki Matsui has obviously done it in Japan for many years. We just added Wandy Peralta, who's pitched in high-leverage situations for many years. I would guess, just based on that, that that's kind of your one, two, three in terms of early options, Suarez, Matsui, Peralta. I don't think, you know, uh, while Go was a closer in Korea, I don't see the Padres putting him back in that role at least any time at the beginning of the season until he's really adjusted to major league hitters and gotten his feet wet in major league baseball. But, I mean, even Stephen Wilson, uh, Daniel De Los Santos, they have a lot of high-leverage-type arms in that bullpen. They have done a good job of addressing the departure of Josh Hader this offseason. Yeah, and Kevin asked him, too, about the uh, organization's top prospects, those guys that will be in camp, as we mentioned earlier. said most are likely to, to begin the season in double or triple A. Though it's anticipated, at least a few guys will make their big league debuts at some point this season. What are you looking for and seeing from those guys? And what can you and the organization glean from their time in camp? And he said, look, it's a great opportunity for them, with the exception of Jackson Merrill. Pretty much all this prospect group is coming into their very first big league camp. So what am I looking for? I'm looking for a continuance of what they've done. And in addition, taking advantage of the experience of not only the camp and the time with our staff, but also the opportunity to learn and grow. Appreciate the guys that have been there and done that for a period of time at the highest level very well. Yeah. Be seen, not heard. Get your work in. Get as much as you can from Manny and Xander and Tatis and the rest of the guys that have done it. Um, and, you know, again, these are the guys, though, that the skipper is talking about that Ken Rosenthal is also talking about auditioning for big league spots on opening day. I just don't see it as all that feasible uh, unless it's potentially Jackson Merrill uh, would be the only one I would see and go, OK, yeah, maybe he's ready. That's what the skipper had to say. We'll hear what the CEO, Eric Gruppner, has to say coming up in just about 10 minutes, top of the hour. You don't want to go anywhere. Our conversation with Group Dog uh, coming up here on Ben and Woods. Now, I mentioned Dodgers fantasy or Dodgers uh, fan fest yes. over the weekend and Dave Roberts. I know there was a comment by Mookie Betts that caught your attention this weekend. It made me laugh. It made me laugh. Paul, you have the whole clip? Yeah, give me one second. Yeah, Paul, he's going to pull up that clip. And listen, I mean, we all. I, I didn't think that this clip was anything major by Mookie Betts, but um, I did have to laugh and uh, get my smart-ass comment in, as you knew I would, uh, and I'm going to continue that all year. Uh, but Mookie, was they, they asked him about, no, well, listen. But Mookie, Freddie talked about it a moment ago, about how he hears all the noise from people on the outside, the expectations surrounding this team with all the moves they made during the offseason. You've mentioned it before. This is a great time to be a Dodger. So I want to ask you, how would you define success in 2024 for this team? I mean, we just go out and we, uh, we play, our, play our game. I mean, obviously, we're trying to win a World Series. You know, it's World Series or nothing. You know, we're all trying to do the same thing. And so, but we can't add extra pressure to do it. You know, it, it, I think adding extra pressure only does more harm than good. I think we just got to play the same game we're going to play. You know it's going to be tough. I mean, every every game is going to be the other team's World Series. I mean, it is what it is. It's what we signed up for, you know, and yeah. so we have to embrace that and then we got to go attack and, and be who we on paper are. I just said that bodes well for the other teams if it's the World Series. You guys are, everyone's in good shape there. Well, I think he was saying it would be everyone else's World no, Series, no. but maybe not theirs. Potentially, that's one way to look at it as well. Yeah, it's the it's the whole you know 
look, I mean, when you spend a billion dollars in the offseason, you better win a buttload of games. A buttload. Like, in my mind, I, I'm like, if they win... If they win fewer than 115 games, that's insane to me. With that, you know, health is obviously a big thing, and uh, but as they know, and nobody knows better than Dodger fans, when that clock strikes it's, October, it's a real thing. Sometimes it gets overblown, but being the team with a target on your back bro, is a real thing that you have to deal with. Padres had it last year; didn't necessarily handle it well. Not uh, the at all. Aztecs <laughs> always have it in the Mountain yep. West. Now, sometimes they handle it well, sometimes they don't on the road, but it's a real thing for sure. Now. Do we make too much of it? Is it ultimately still a game between the lines and you've got to execute and go out and do what you do? Would you rather be the team that has the best players and the target on your back or the the team that's hunting? I'd rather be the team that has the best players with the target on my back. Yeah. I really would. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, counting on your team to be a plucky underdog is no fun. Counting on them to do what they're supposed to do and what they're paid very handsomely to do, that's a lot more fun. Now, again... And listen, this is not this is not news. This isn't even trash talk to Dodger fans. They know it's Mookie himself got what one hit last year or no hits in the in the postseason. They haven't won a playoff game in two years. They haven't won a playoff game in two years. Not one game. That's a that's insane. He took for the that diplomatic franchise. approach. Yeah, and I thought answer, it was, the thought answer it was diplomatic. is we got to win the World Series. What are your twenty twenty four expectations? We have to win the World Series. Oh, and don't you can't. And that's different from saying we're going to win the World right. Series. You but can't we, you tell me. That in that locker room, when that clock strikes October, that there isn't a collective. Because <gasps> they know. They've been through it the last two years. The Padres and the Diamondbacks have broken that franchise and led them to go out and spend a billion dollars to make their team better. We want to come back to that topic uh, in the second half of our program. But coming up next, less than a week from spring training, we will be joined by the CEO of the San Diego Padres. Eric Gruppner will join us coming up next with Ben Woodson, 97.3 The Fan. Do not go away. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. 
That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We are halfway home on a Monday. Been looking forward to this one for a long time. Uh, catching up with our pal CEO Eric Grubner here on Ben and Woods. Uh, let's get right to it. Yeah, the trucks were loaded last week. Uh, off to Peoria, Arizona. Pitchers and catchers report this Sunday, and another season of Padres baseball is upon us. And joining us right now is the CEO of the San Diego Padres, Eric Grubner. Eric, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Good to be with you again. It's good to talk to you. Well, I mean. You know, how, how are you feeling uh, going into the season right now? All things considered, uh, this off season and everything that's transpired. What's the uh, what's the feeling at Petco Park as you guys get ready for another year? You know, incredibly excited. Uh, we think that we're going to have a talented roster and a team that um, can compete for the playoffs and the World Series championship this year. And excited to see that team come together in spring training and then develop through the early part of the season under Mike Schilt's leadership. And also, um, a lot of the things that we've been working on at the ballpark, we're really excited to show off to the fans, uh, beginning with FanFest. So let's let's get it rolling. Let's uh, let's get going. We're excited. Now, does every drop of rain that falls just make you panic? Because I know Gallagher is under construction. <laughs> construction I was delays. thinking about it driving. I, think about that. I was yeah. thinking about it driving this morning, going, "Oh God, he's got to be staring out the window right now, thinking, can we get this thing done in time?'" Yeah. Uh, great question. So we built about 12 days of a buffer for weather into the construction timeline. And thankfully, we haven't haven't burned too many of those days yet. Believe it or not, there's still a lot of work that they've been able to do even as we've had some rain. But uh, yeah, hopefully it dries out after the storm and, you know, we can get back to work and keep making progress. But we're on time and uh, we have a great construction crew out there and they're finding a way to get it done even on the days when it's raining talking to uh, pottery ceo eric krupner here on ben and woods this morning and you know we've had uh in the past eric a couple of owners that have been pretty forward-facing and vocal both of them peter seidler ron fowler both um both beloved in their own their own respects um both had their their strengths and weaknesses certainly but um it's a little bit different now 
Um, can you kind of paint a clearer picture of how the current chain of command uh, is operating in the organization? I know it's left uh, some Padre fans feeling a little bit um, in the dark uh, about how things are going. Yeah, it's it's pretty simple, actually. You know, Eric Katsenda has stepped in in the role that Peter held as chairman. Uh, so I report to him. AJ reports to him. And uh, the three of us, you know, run um, the business together and the team. And um, Eric, you know, is not as public facing, as you mentioned, as Peter and Ron were. And, you know, so far, that's certainly by design. Uh, but Eric has been very engaged. Uh, he's in the office in San Diego, not every day, but often. Um, and he shares the same vision that we've had for some time under Peter's leadership. The goal remains the same, to win a World Series championship. And we are all working as hard as we can in that direction under Eric's ultimate leadership. And it's been great to work with him. You know, he and Peter were business partners for 30 years. They started the private equity firm together. Uh, he's probably next to Peter's brother, uh, Bob, perhaps the most intimately familiar with uh, Peter's outlook on business and life and the Padres. And we're all working to continue that legacy. And simply put, it's to win consistently year in and year out, to be putting a playoff caliber team on the field and ultimately winning a World Series championship. So nothing's changed. It's still the same. Um, and Eric has stepped into and embraced that role and is doing an outstanding job. And we're fortunate to have him. Talking to Padres CEO Eric Gruppner, and uh, as we get closer to the season, I wanted to ask you, how how are ticket sales going? I know famously last year, uh, first ever season ticket waiting list, and I know that's continued, but you do have some uh, season tickets in the upper level that have been made available, and then single game tickets going on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m., and I know there's always a lot of demand, especially for uh, big promotional calendar dates and uh, you know big opponents on the calendar, but how how is it going coming off a season in which the Padres didn't didn't meet expectations on the field. Yeah, it's been really strong. And uh, as you mentioned, we're going to be going on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. with uh, single game tickets for the regular season. And uh, we announced our promotional calendar and items last week. And I think our our team's done an outstanding job, really developing some cool wearables. I know the uh, you guys are big fans of the poncho. Ninety seven three, the fan yeah. poncho. Yes, yeah, City Connect. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to be a fan favorite. Um, you know, some great bobbleheads and other wearables. So we're really excited for that. But um, sales have been really strong. We actually, a few weeks ago, set a new season ticket record. As you mentioned, we have had such great demand for season tickets that we put some additional season tickets on sale that hadn't been made available last year. And uh, we have a few hundred of those left, but that's it. So I anticipate that at some point in the next you know, several weeks, we're going to reach that cap again and, and put in place the wait list again. But, you know, we're just incredibly thankful for the support we've received from the fans. Um, yeah, I can't say it enough. The the fan support has allowed us to maintain a competitive payroll and pursue, pursue a World Series championship. And we can't do that without the support, not only last year, but going into this year that our fans have been providing. So we're incredibly grateful. We have the best fans. And, um, you know, we're excited to go out and try to deliver um, better baseball this year, 
you know, consistently playing playoff caliber baseball throughout the season and then carrying that into the postseason. Yeah, I think that's that's what everyone is really clamoring for. And, you know, nobody more than you guys. I get it. Uh, talking to Eric Krupner, CEO of the Padres here on Ben and Woods this morning. And you mentioned, and I do think, I think you'd be absolutely insane to look at the roster and say that there's not a lot of talent on it. It's not. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like a, a sell job. It doesn't feel like that's a stretch at all to me. There's a ton of talent on this roster. I love the Mike Schilt ire. Uh, I was a big Bob Melvin fan as well. So I'm excited to see what Schilt can do, Eric. But, as we sit here today, about a week away from, from pitchers and catchers, there's still some pretty glaring, obvious holes. Now, we, the fan base, everybody, you're kind of left to make your own your own assumptions. Like, do we have the money to spend? Um, are we going to upgrade the roster? Can you give us kind of your thoughts? And I know it's not exactly your department. You're not out there signing free agents. But um, kind of give us an idea, maybe, I don't know, if if you can, maybe calm all of us down a little bit. Yeah, it's a fair question. You know, we have a very talented roster, as you mentioned. Um, you know, it starts with Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis, Xander Bogart, Tosun Kim, Jake Cronenworth, Hugh Darvish, Joe Musgrove, an emergent Luis Campisano, a catcher last year. You know, we got back some really key pieces both for this season and for the future in return for Juan Soto. And uh, we have a farm system that has also been built back up very rapidly to the point where we have six prospects in the top 100 and that's tied with only three other teams for the most prospects and some of those uh, prospects are now getting closer to the major league level so we expect that they're going to start contributing uh, this year and for years to come so it's going to be a combination you know the roster is not done yet Uh, i certainly believe that aj will continue to look at opportunities once some of the bigger names come off the board that have been out there in the free agent market, you know, to continue to round out our roster. But we start with a really, really talented core and then an exciting group of younger players that are coming. Um, you know, those six prospects in, in the top 100, you know, a few of them were at the AA level last year, starting to approach the AAA and major league level. You know, Jackson Merrill is a guy that will make his second big league camp appearance this year in spring training. We're excited to see the progress that he can make. A couple of college players that are a little bit more below the radar. They aren't in that top six, but we think can contribute to this team in short order. It's Jacob Marcy and Graham Pauley. Uh, Jacob was the MVP of the Arizona Fall League. He's a left-handed hitting outfielder that you know we're really high on. Graham Pauley was our 2023 Minor League Player of the Year. Very advanced approach at the plate. Um, and then you know Robbie Snelling and, and Drew Thorpe. In addition to obviously Michael King, who slots into the starting rotation as a result of the Soto trade, Drew Thorpe and Robbie Snelling are arguably two of the best young pitching prospects in baseball. Uh, Snelling was actually the you know Minor League Pitcher of the Year last year, and uh, Thorpe was. MILB.com's minor league pitcher of the year while in the Yankees system. So I think we're, we're really excited. You know, we're excited to see what some of these younger players can come in and do in spring training and how they can start to contribute to the major league team while also opportunistically looking to round out the roster, um, you know, under AJ's leadership. So, yeah. And, and when you say opportun- opportunistically, that's kind of the, the thought that I had certainly, and I don't want to speak for Ben and Paulie or, or any of the fan base out there, but I, I kind of thought maybe they're just waiting to see, 
you know, who's left? And, and you know, they've, they've done, you know, AJ's done plenty of one-year deals for guys that, that didn't work out necessarily. But is that kind of the plan right now is to, to fill out those rosters? Because, again, we talked about it earlier in the show today. I, I'm super high on all the guys that you just mentioned. I talked to a lot of people out at Peoria about them. They're dudes. That's what I heard. That's the quote. These guys are dudes, and they can they can get there. It may not be this year. Um if that's the case, and if they're not ready, I mean, do you feel like we have enough bodies to go out and compete this year? Yeah, I, you know, I think the roster is not yet complete. There, there's, um, you know, no doubt about that. And, and there's still time. And as has been the case in past years, you know, we've made moves, um, you know, going into spring training. And then I think you've also got to give – some of your younger players, the opportunity during spring training camp to show you where they're at, uh, both on the position player and the pitching side. We've got a lot of competition this year. So looking to see who is capable of stepping up and contributing to the team, either coming out of camp or perhaps at some point during the season is going to be part of that evaluation process that you just can't do until you get into spring training um, and, and see these guys match up at that level and compete. Sure, but you know we have added some pretty valuable bullpen pieces yes. in Yuki Matsui, Wu Suko. Um, you know, obviously pending physical, um, you know, as has been announced but not yet confirmed, Juan Di Peralta. You know, and put a proven Major League Baseball starter into the rotation in Michael King. So, you know, we've been active addressing some of the areas that you mentioned, um, and AJ will continue to do that as he puts together the roster you know, through and in, in spring training and into the season. Uh, but, you know, we've got a very talented roster and uh, we're looking to complete that roster as best we can between potentially additional acquisitions and also what we already have in our system or we've already, you know, received back by way of trade. And, sure. you know, we're excited and we feel good. And, you know, you mentioned Mike Schilt and I don't want to gloss over that. I mean, Mike Schilt is a proven winner. Uh, you know, he took the Cardinals to the playoffs each of, his three full seasons managing the Cardinals and he was the NL manager of the year in 2019. He's been a part of our organization for the last couple of years. And so he knows our guys well, especially some of the younger players that are coming up. And, you know, I'm really excited to see what he and a revamped coaching staff are going to be able to do with this team this year and get the very best and most out of the talent that we have on the roster. Talking to Eric Gruppner, CEO of the Padres. And, and Eric, there's one question I feel like I have to ask for the fans. And by the way, I, I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, the Padres payroll is competitive. The talent is there on the roster. That I think that's fairly undisputed. But the one that I get asked a lot, especially from your, your season ticket holders, is they were okay with you know price increases the last couple of years as payroll went up. Payroll is, is clearly going down this year, and they keep asking, why should we have to pay more when the payroll is coming down? What would you say to fans who are asking that question right now? Yeah, I would start by thanking them for their support and their faithful, passionate support sticking with us. And, uh, you know, we've had some highs and lows over the last several years, but I don't think anybody uh, can dispute the fact that, you know, we've significantly increased payroll. We've gone you know, full on in pursuit of a World Series championship. And that hasn't changed. It just might look a little different this year than it did last year or even the year before based on the mix of players and what we're able to build in this market uh, by way of a sustainable winner year in and year out. And so, 
you know, <laughs> nothing has changed. It may feel like we've pulled back on payroll in a way that may be, um, you know, disappointing to fans, and I get that. I completely understand it. I think we are doing the very best we can uh, within the capabilities and resources that we have to put a team on the field that can consistently play winning baseball, make it to the playoffs, especially with the expanded playoff format, and then compete for and win a World Series championship. And I think you've seen that as recently as last year with the Diamondbacks. Um, you know, if you can get healthy and hot and get into the playoffs in the expanded format, you know, you can make a deep run. And I think we've got plenty of talent on this team and a lot more talent coming through our system that the future is very bright. And so that's what I would tell the fans. I think you should believe in this team. You should believe in our approach. You should believe in what we're building for the future. And we're incredibly thankful for that support. And we understand that fans, you know, commit their time and their money to supporting this team. And we feel a sense of obligation to continue to do our very best to put a winning team on the field and deliver a World Series championship. And we're just incredibly grateful for our fan support. Um, so the goal hasn't changed. We're full on in pursuit of that and doing the very best that we can with the resources that we have in this market at this time. And I think we're building a sustainable approach that can put a winning team on the field year in and year out for years to come. Just a couple of things left. I want to follow up uh, just quickly because I don't disagree with you and I'm, I'm excited about this season, Eric, and excited about the team. I don't understand how the finances of baseball work, and I think most fans don't either. There are strategic reasons in baseball now that you kind of have to retrench payroll occasionally. There are things we hear about, you know, debt service and things like that, and Major League Baseball rules. Can you shed any light as to like, it, like which, what part of the reasoning there is for the Padres to be competitive? And as you said, for the future, like setting yourself up, is it a competitive thing because of the, like the competitive balance tax and, and penalties that you get on draft picks and international signings? Is it a, a Major League Baseball mandated thing when it comes to you know having to to get the payroll down? That's something that I think we all kind of want to know and want to understand a little bit better. Yeah, we we don't get into publicly, you know, discussing the specifics of payroll or MLB rules. So that's not something that I'm going to talk about publicly. Uh but I am going to say that, you know, once again, we have a long-term plan for sustainable success and as I've said previously, you know, in our market it's going to have to involve both free agents, and we've made significant long-term commitments to some very talented players who are in their prime and will remain in their prime for, you know, some years to come. But then we've also got to supplement that with, you know, younger players that are coming into their early years of Major League service time and are able to make great contributions to the Major League team but are not, you know, obviously making the type of salary that a, a free agent, you know, superstar player makes. And it's got to be a mix of the two. And that's what you think you've seen done successfully in other markets and other teams that are similar to the Padres. And there's no way that we would be able to be anywhere near where we are right now if it hadn't been and if it isn't for the continued support of our fans. So, uh, you know, we are incredibly thankful to our fans. Without the support, without the attendance growth, there's no way that we could be at where we are right now or continue to be at a level where we can put a 
consistently competitive team on the field. So that's as far as I'll go. You know, we're not going to get into specifics uh, beyond that, but, you know, the message is we're incredibly grateful to our fans. The goal remains the same, and, you know, we've got to go about it in a way in our market where, you know, we're not just signing free agents um, year in and year out, but we've got to continue to get better at player development and have players from our system contributing at the major league level in their early years as major league players. And I believe we're on track to do that perhaps as early as this year. Sure. I, I think that's the dream for everybody. Uh, last one for me, Padre CEO, Eric Grubner, man, we've had this, I have this conversation with you every single year at this exact time. And I know it's probably, um, it, it, it probably not probably, it definitely affects payroll and what you guys are able to do. But the uh, TV deal is the, the one I get constantly asked about myself. Now I, I'm a cable subscriber. I wear it. It sucks. It's expensive. I pay it just because I want to make sure I can see the Padres every single night, uh, along with my family. Now, for those out there wondering, and, and you and I, again, we have this conversation every year. It, it's seeming, it, you know, it's different. What is the plan for the TV deal and the TV future of the San Diego Padres? We're not unique if for those who have kind of paid attention yeah. to what's been going on with Diamond Sports Group and you know, formerly owned by Sinclair and the bankruptcy proceedings. You know, the, the entire regional sports network model has been you know, really under a lot of distress, and that's led to pretty rapid um, dislocation in, in, in the TV rights or the media rights for those teams that control their rights locally, and Major League Baseball is one of those leagues. So, you know, we were a bit of the tip of the spear on that. As we talked about last year, we were the first team to move to MLB media. And with that came a option for our fans in our market that they had never had previously, which was the ability to stream our games um, on a monthly basis through MLB.com or, you know, MLB TV and without local market blackout. Yep. So that was a great option that was added that we had not had previously. And then our goal has been working with MLB media and the folks at MLB to continue to secure that same, linear distribution, which is the cable and satellite distributors that we've had traditionally while adding that direct-to-consumer option. So, you know, it continues to evolve. It's not unique to San Diego. And our goal will be to continue to have our games available as widely as possible for our fans in our market. And we're working with Major League Baseball to do that right now. Major League Baseball is taking the lead on it um, at MLB Media. And it's going to take, you know, some time here um, through spring training to the start of the season before we have clarity on all the different cable and satellite distributors that will carry our games. But we're going to continue to have that monthly option through what will become Padres TV this year. Uh, same product as was available to our fans last year. So that regardless of whether you're a cord never, or a cord shaver, or a cord cutter, you know, you have that other option, but we also want to continue to maintain as many cable satellite options for our fans as possible as well. Well, Eric, uh, we appreciate the generosity with your time this morning. Uh, there are a lot of things we're definitely looking forward to. The trip to Korea, uh, fan fest details seem really cool this year. An actual in-season fan fest uh, for the first time after two games have already been played, and the things that you've been adding uh, to that that are going to be unique on uh, March 24th coming up on that Sunday. So we're looking forward to that that stuff, Eric. Yeah, great. No, I appreciate that. It's going to be a little bit of a different camp this year in spring training given our Korea trip, but 
Um, going to be a, a lot of fun to have Ha Sung Kim go home to Seoul and uh, play there while we're in Korea and then have FanFest a little off cycle this year, but be able to show off the improvements we've made at the ballpark and welcome our fans back uh, with a couple of exhibition games as well. You know, 20th anniversary of Petco Park this year, so we're doing some special pricing on the exhibition game tickets. So it'll be $20 regardless of seating location. And for fans 14 and younger, it'll be a $10 ticket. So we hope as many of our fans can come out for those exhibition games, Fan Fest, Gallagher Square ribbon cutting, and we'll be announcing later this week the plans for Peter's public celebration of life at the ballpark. So I know I threw a lot at you. We probably could have done this over a few days, but I appreciate the opportunity to come talk to you guys today and uh, look forward to seeing you guys in Peoria. Appreciate Eric, it. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, bye. All right, Eric Rupner, CEO of the San Diego Padres. A lot to digest there. Uh, saw a mixed reaction to Eric's answers in our chat and on social media. Uh, we can get into your thoughts. If you want to get on the phone lines right now, 833-288-0973. Get to some of your reaction to Eric Gruppner, the TV Deal still seems to be a bit up in the air, other so, than sounds like it's similar, out of, out of similar, hands, though, similar to last year, but he doesn't have the authority just to make a decision right now and go, here's what's going to happen. Uh, MLB is handling the point on a lot of that, so we'll discuss that. The payroll answers or yeah, non-answers a little yeah. bit on that question. I tried to ask the best I could. Uh, we will get to all of that coming up back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Our thanks again to Padres CEO Eric Gruppner. Uh, mixed reaction, I think, from fans from what Eric Gruppner had to say. Uh, we're going to have to take another time out in a second, but I wanted to get oh, your wait, guys' wait, wait. number one takeaway from that conversation we just had. Uh, like the one thing that you will take forward from what you heard from Eric Gruppner this morning. I feel like uh, this is uh, what we got right now. I do. I feel like the... Uh, youth movement has arrived in San Diego, whether they're they're ready or not. That's how I feel. I could be speaking uh, out of my ass here, and AJ could definitely surprise me with a with a move. He did hint there may be you know more more things coming. Uh, he did say the roster was incomplete, but to to hear him list off the prospects and all that, that they've accomplished leads me to believe that uh, yeah, it's going to be an open competition for two slots. I would agree, and if I had to pick something different, I guess they kind of goes hand in hand because he did say multiple times the roster's not done yet. The roster's not complete yet, which tells me AJ's working on something. What that something is, no idea. No idea. Probably a reliever. Yeah, it, you know, there was a bit of a, a mixed messaging there because there was so much focus that he gave on the young players. I mean, he he listed a lot of them. All of them. <laughs> and and by the way, he's not wrong. If you want to have sustained success, you can't just do it by signing free agents. N- name one baseball team in history that has built solely on free agents that they signed from other teams. You can't because it doesn't exist. You need to have some of your own players contributing and have a healthy minor league development system to be a sustained successful organization. So well, yeah, abs- financially and on the field. Yes. Your prospects have to play, and they need to play for 600 grand think, a year I for think a few on the, years. I mean, and- yes, financially. I think on the field. Of course. I think the best franchises are the ones that do successfully develop their own players and then augment 
with a, a solid payroll, a strong payroll that can both keep those young players, you know, from leaving for other organizations. Like the Rays have a phenomenal minor league development team. But what trips them up is that they then can't keep a lot of those players because they don't back it up. The Padres are in a position where they can do that. They just haven't successfully developed enough of their own players. Now, Eric seems like he, and I would say that that probably means the front office, is very confident in this wave of young players that's coming up. Sure. That is absolutely a legitimate opinion to have, especially of your own organization. Well, we've absolutely heard that before. But yes, it is also fair to be very skeptical and wait and see and not not just immediately buy into the fact that yep. Jacob Marcy and Graham Pauly and Jackson Merrill are going to be able to contribute or at least early on in their career, be difference makers on the major league level to the point that the Padres will be able to compete with teams like the Dodgers and, and the Rangers and the Astros who are now you know consistently World Series powers. If they are right, they very well could compete this year. If these young guys come up and are productive, there is plenty of talent around them that this team could be very good and, as Eric said, continue to compete for World Series championships. But if they are relying on those young guys and they don't come through, they don't seem to have the flexibility to really make other moves to, to figure that out. And, that, that's and, what makes me yeah. a little nervous, yeah. And of course I'd be nervous. And I, I would imagine in, in their private moments that even AJ and, and Eric Gruppner are nervous about the fact. Who wouldn't be nervous about a prospect? You don't know what you have well, I mean, until they're really up there. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't be nervous about a, a team with this many holes going into spring training and pitchers and catchers a week away? Um, when I asked him to calm the fan base down, I don't think he did very much. And he certainly didn't calm me down at all. I'm, I'm, I'm now wondering, okay, well, with allegedly $20 million to spend, where does that go? You know, where did it go? Where's it going? I'd love to be shocked in the next week. I really would love to be shocked. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I don't need to be shocked. I really don't. I'd be happy with a, a couple of veteran types. veteran outfielders just to make me feel a little bit better yep. about the situation on that position or another starter that can, you know, doesn't have to be a frontline guy. Does, doesn't have to be Jordan Montgomery or re-signed Blake Snell. Someone who I feel like can contribute some innings near the back of the starting rotation. I'd be good with that. And then you know, I want to see. I want to see some of these young players. I really do. So do I. I am. I'm very excited about them. I just, I'm just never going to be a completely bought in until they're they're on the field and they're killing it at the major league level. And I'm going to have to wait and see, as I think most fans have to wait and see. I, I couldn't agree more. I hate to tell fans, wait and see going into a season. You know, you should be fired up it, about it. Well, I mean, especially ones that are buying the tickets. Now, you have to make the decision for yourself. You you want to believe and be on the ground floor for these players if they do, you know, turn out to be stars. You were there when they made their debut. Or do you want to wait and see and go, yeah, I, I may buy tickets, but I may wait a little bit and see how the team's doing. It, you're a fan. You get to make that decision on your own and, and what level of fandom you want to subscribe to. But the Padres, they believe in their young talent. They think it's it's ready to arrive, and you're going to see a lot of it this year with a, as well as the star players. I don't know. We'll find out. What did you, what did you think? I really want to know. 833-288-0973. Take another quick timeout, then we'll come back all the way to the top of the hour. Uh, more reaction to the Eric Gruppner inter- interview here on Ben Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Be right back.
excuse me one moment while I use the Odyssey Rewind feature to go back to Do Do This and let everybody know that Don't Do This is brought to you by the Craft Taco in Sorrento Valley. The Craft Taco has some of the best quality tacos in all of San Diego. Go to thecrafttaco.com. Take a look at their happy hour specials today, thecrafttaco.com. I am looking forward. I have not tried the Craft Taco yet. Nor have I. But we have been invited, and I am excited to sample their menu at the Craft Taco. So welcome to one of the new sponsors. And my apologies for missing that. It takes me about a three or four days yeah, to, three or four weeks to get going. Yep. lean into a new sponsor read. Three or four short months. I'm just getting into the Valvoline for uh, Take on Woods now after like two or three weeks. So Craft Taco, bear with me for a couple of days. I'll, I'll get used to it. And we'll definitely looking How forward to it. How else can I help you? It's bold. If only highlighted and bold. It's there. And it's there. You know, text. Polly has also added some bold text for me on our giveaways. Uh, just added one this week. We will be giving away Padres spring training tickets. Uh, and looking forward to that uh, at the Peoria Sports Complex. But now it's not just the tickets. If you win, you win and you get to go on your own and go to a Padres game in Peoria. However, you also qualify for the grand prize drawing, which includes the tickets, a Southwest Airlines gift card, and a one-night hotel stay made possible by the Peoria Sports Complex. Visit PeoriaBaseball.com. So you'll get the tickets. You'll also get a chance to win all the uh, the flight and the hotel that goes with them. Otherwise, you can just drive out like we do. That's easy. And go and, and watch the game yourself. It's certainly doable. We do it all the time. Uh, we don't fly. We don't, I mean, you know, you can do it without our help, but this is a chance to win that trip as well. So we'll do that in our 9 o'clock hour this morning. Yes. All right, uh, still getting more reaction from our Eric Gruppner interview. We'll continue our conversation right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. I thought one thing that Eric Gruppner was very genuine about was when he said, we appreciate our fans, and we could not do any of this without the support that they have shown over the last few years. If they didn't buy in a few years ago and start selling out Petco Park, Things might actually even look worse than they do right now for the San Diego Padres. That that was like a genuine. It it was because of the fans. It was first. It was first of all because of Peter Seidler's faith in a in a idea that the fans would come out and support the team. But when they did, it has allowed the Padres to go forward in a way that the rest of baseball didn't think that they could. And I felt like he was genuine in that appreciation for what the fans have done. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I I think any time that you have anybody that supports you, whether you're a radio show or a a professional baseball team, you can't do what you do without the support of the listeners. That's why we've been able to be successful. It's because of the the listeners. And every time I thank them, I am, in fact, very genuine. I couldn't do this. If not, I'd be in a basement, you know, talking to three people on a Twitch stream somewhere. Um, so I, I think that's genuine as well. I do get the the overarching sense. It, it, I think, honestly, man, it feels a little bit like this season is, is time to pay the piper. You know, that's kind of how I feel. And um, I think it's his job, and I think it's the job of, of the front office and, you know, marketing team and promotional team to bright-sided a little bit. Um I can't in good conscience. I'm still excited about the baseball season. Don't get me wrong. But my confidence is not sky high right now based on on that conversation. Uh, again, 
you know, I think if if they were going to be active in in plucking a couple of more free agents, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying no. We're going to continue to stay active, and and you know, we're still we've got a lot cooking right now, and blah blah blah. I didn't I didn't get that sense right now. What I did get was a sense of, um, hey man, there's a ton of young talent here. They're going to get their fair shot to make it. Look, they could be world beaters. They could also be terrible. It's a tremendous amount of pressure to put on those kids. You know that that have you know a few hundred double uh, A at bats between them. That hey, we you guys could round out our outfield this year. Um, I don't know. I don't know how confident that makes me feel. Not very. I um I you know I've seen the accusation accusations of bias accusations of bias on our part, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I'm not biased at all. I grew up here. I was a Padres fan. I'm on the flying ship ship station. Why can't I speak? I, don't I want know. the team to do Gus well. Johnson over here. I want the team to do well. So maybe there is some bias, whether I try to be objective or not. But I think like Homer bias would be telling everybody it's going to be still, all right. I still think the Padres are going to win this division this year. I think they're going to win the World Series this year. You don't have to listen to us. They will be national baseball experts who come out with their predictions like they do every year. And last year, a lot of them picked the Padres to win the division, even to win the World Series. It was a very common sentiment around baseball that the Padres were the hot team in their year. And they were very wrong about the Padres. A lot of us were wrong about last year's Padres. This year you won't see. I, I'd be surprised if you see a single person pick the Padres to win the World Series. I'd be pretty surprised if you thought anyone was going to pick the Padres to win the National League West and beat the Dodgers this year after all the moves that they have made. I think there will be some who pick the Padres to get a wild card spot in the National League based on the talent that they have. I don't think that's an un- reasonable prediction, but there'll be others who don't think that they make the playoffs. That will be what the non-biased experts say about the San Diego Padres this year. Now, they may be right, or they may be wrong like last year, because uh, it's baseball, and they may do better than, than people expect this year, because that's that's kind of how it works. So I'm not going to I'm not going to dodge the charges of bias. There's got to be a little bit of bias on both of our parts sure. in wanting the Padres to do well, I so I want to acknowledge that. But I'm not I'm not going to sit here and tell you I think oh everything's absolutely fine and they're still yeah they're still solid World Series contenders. They're now long shot World Series contenders. Oh yeah, big time. Not not one of the top, you know, three or four choices like they were last year. They need a like an Arizona Diamondbacks type season this year to have a a good run and surprise some people and make a make the playoffs and then get hot in October. They're going to need that kind of run. Now Teams do that all the time, so I'm not going to tell you that it's impossible. But this isn't going to be, we're going to bludgeon our opponents into submission each and every week and win 100 games and probably get a bye and, and host series. And, the, and I don't see that happening for the Padres this year. I mean, we saw that happening last year, and it didn't happen. You know, uh, couldn't have been more excited about the, the money that they spent. Yeah, questioned some of the money they spent, certainly still questioning it. And, and again, like I said, time to pay the piper. I think you're paying the piper on some of the, the, the moves that you made last year, Ben. I think there's a lot of extenuating circumstances that went into how things played out last year. Um, you know, the health of our owner was probably one of them. Um, doesn't mean I'm not going to be hair on fire on day one. Just as we sit here today, a week before pitchers and catchers, going, oh, man, so the the – Money that we saved, you know, from from getting rid of Juan Soto, a premier talent, um, sending him off to the Yankees with a, a center fielder that can play center field. 
it makes you nervous. It absolutely makes you nervous. And going into a season like that, especially after the off seasons we've had here, is a different feeling. It's a different feeling entirely. And I know, I mean, you can speak to the, the feelings you had going into the season 15 years ago. It's different, right? It's better. It is. Better now. It is better. Yeah, much yeah. better. Um, I, but I don't know, you know, fans, you, you, hey, great. Okay, we're going we're gonna to eat what you hand us. Absolutely. I say it all the time. This is what you want. This is what you get. You have to eat it and like it. All right? And and that's what that's what happens. And if, if they're rolling out an outfield with, with two guys from AAA – um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little nervous. I'm gonna be a little disappointed. And if one of those is Jackson Merrill, I think one thing that surprises me is that they haven't embraced a little bit more, like been more active in. Hey, yeah, we're gonna work him more in the outfield. Last season, he had a couple of chances in the outfield, but there hasn't been much. And now reporting that he's going to do both during spring training, shortstop and outfield. But if you're really doing a youth movement, and he is your top hitting prospect that's close to the big leagues and you need a spot for him and the outfield's the spot. I'm surprised that they haven't been more aggressive in Make like him an outfielder. making him an outfielder over the last couple of seasons. It feels like you're waiting until the last minute if his bat plays, to change his plays. position. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if, if he really is going to be a big part of this year's team, and it sounds like there's a chance that he might be, why did we wait so long to get him to the position that eventually we all thought he was going to have to end up with with the San Diego Padres. Yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, it really does. It happens all the time uh, around this organization. It happens. It happens. I think it happens in other organizations as well. But yeah, man, there's a log jam there. There's a log jam there. And if you're not going to trade Jackson Merrill, then and he's going to be an outfielder and his bat's ready to play at the big league level, dude should be out at Petco right now off the machine taking taking fly balls. I mean. If he's ready. And maybe he is somewhere. But it certainly hasn't been something the organization has trumpeted. Like, oh, yeah, we're definitely moving him to the outfield. It's been, no, he's he's a shortstop. We may we may get him a little work out there, but he's a shortstop. He's a shortstop. Is that a confidence thing? Is, is it that, a trade bait thing? I don't know. You know, so we'll see. Uh, it does remain to be seen. It does remain to be seen. But, yeah, I, I you know, I don't know how to feel necessarily uh, about, about what I heard this morning. I do, again... Once once they start listing off all the guys they're excited about, those are the same guys we're excited about as well. But you know, I was excited about those guys for twenty twenty five to hear now my gut feeling tells me now again, when they traded Soto, I said, Well that's fine. We cleared up a lot of money. We'll be able to go out and get some pieces. You know, we've gotten a few relievers and that's really it. Um this this lineup, Benny, is massively, massively incomplete. Massively incomplete. So I'm I'm a little bit hesitant right now. And as many times as we said, it's easy to find first baseman and corner outfielders. It's proving a little difficult. It's not quite as easy as, as everyone in baseball would make you think it is to find corner outfielders. Oh, yeah, dime a dozen. Yeah, there's a glut. It's so it's so easy to find these guys. It's hard to find shortstops and center fielders. Well, the Padres have shortstops, but they don't have a center fielder. They don't have a, a corner left fielder at this point. They got Fernando Tatis Jr., and they got a... A 4A, you know, backup outfielder in Jose Azokar and a bunch of unknowns that are going to show up to spring training. And I, I, I'm i excited about those unknowns, but they will remain unknowns for a while Yep, on the big league level. All right, we'll come back one hour to go. Rindle Report is coming up next, and we're going to give away those tickets to Padre Spring Training and possibly qualify someone for the getaway, including hotel and airfare. All coming up with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
Hope everyone's safe out there. Hearing uh, the North County starting to get uh, pummeled by rain. Not Nothing really here yet at our station. And I think uh, the southern parts of the county aren't getting it as bad. But the, uh, the northern parts of the county are supposed to really take the brunt. I'm seeing four inches of rain from this storm. Maybe... Five God. to six by the end of the week. That's how much we usually get in a year. Yeah, man. And it's all coming down in a span of three or four days here in San Diego. We just cannot we cannot absorb that kind of water here. It not only leads to flash flooding, but because the ground is already so soft, down trees in the wind are a very big concern. So be very careful when you're anywhere near trees and the wind kicks up because those things can tip over and uh, we've seen what can happen. So please be very careful out there. Roadways, any other place you are over the next uh, a few days, absolutely. Safety is paramount right now. Paramount, Woods. I'm, I'm still thinking about this interview. You're still thinking about yeah, it? Yeah, I'm going to obsess about it for about a week. That's how I do. You did fine. No, I'm not worried about right. me. Just thinking about it. Thinking what it looks like. Seeing guys go off the board, right? Like the Carlos Santana deal over the weekend, five million bucks or whatever. Uh, where did he go? Twins. Twins. Yeah, not that Carlos Santana blows your hair back by any stretch, but again, it, does it give does it give a fan base just a little bit of pause to see? Now, I remember, I can remember some very vivid reactions last year when the Padres bought on the margins. At the break, none of those moves got me super excited either, though we all agreed it was probably the right strategy is buying on the margins, not giving up some major prospects to go out and get a Dylan Cease or something like that that, <clears throat> let's be honest, probably wouldn't have helped this team. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you finished a couple games short um, after a nice little run there at the end with a bunch of 4A players, which is wild. You had this great lineup all year, and then it was the the, the unsung guys came up and really helped win some games when they were uh, out of reach and didn't really mean much but you know i i these are the things does it does it make a fan base feel better to go get an Eddie Rosario and a Carlos Santana my answer i think is yes uh, especially now my answer today as it stands is yes absolutely it makes you feel better but big league players with big league experience and talent the goal though is not to make your fan base feel more at ease in February. It, the goal is to is, win games, especially during the season. Well, yeah, but it is it is when you're trying to get them hyped for a season. It is, but to go out and sign someone. Let, let's say that A.J. Preller did his evaluation of Carlos Santana, and he goes, I'm looking at the numbers. I think he's due for a giant drop-off, and I really don't think it's worth investing even $5 million in him. Now, I could spend that, and Woods would feel better about our team going into this season, but that's $5 million I might want to spend on someone else, and I don't think he's the right guy. His job is not to make you feel better on February 5th about the team. It's to win games during the season, and especially in October in the playoffs. And I maybe Carlos Santana will be a star and a playoff hero for the Twins, and maybe he has passed his prime, and you know his 23 home runs last year will dry up to like 12 this year in Minnesota, and but, they'll all feel like, why did we pay $5.5 million? No, that's that's the, that's chump change in, in the big well, leagues. I it's mean, chump change. Matt Carpenter's $6 million last year was fairly chump change in baseball. Would have rather the Padres hadn't spent that on Matt Carpenter <laughs> yeah, last year. Yeah, for sure. That was a move that, even if it didn't cripple them financially, certainly took up a roster spot and made us think 
Padres were set at designated hitter. They went out, they got Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter, so they didn't go out and look for anybody else. And those were not the right moves to make. So yeah. There's also other teams, probably seven or eight other teams, that probably kicked the tires on a Carlos Santana and didn't get him. Padres aren't the only one out there that isn't landing players left and right every single day. There's barely any moves in baseball at all right now. So the Padres aren't on this island where 29 other teams are just die. If 29 other teams, and they're announcing signings every day with you know two or three teams are making signings every single day, and there's a rush of players coming off the board, I feel a little more nervous. But... It's been the quietest, slowest offseason, even here at the end of the offseason. There are still tons of players out there, and they will land somewhere. Will some of them, one or two of them, land with the Padres? My guess is there still will be a player or two that lands with the Padres. Yeah, but you know, you're know, you saying for the fan base, well, the, the, the goal is to win games. Do you, in all honesty, think they can win games with what they have right now, today? Yes. Wow. I mean... We're always talking degrees. I like mean, the some dip, games like twenty, the dip, thirty, no. like they'll win some games. They're not a twenty-win team as currently constructed. They're not the one outfielder. They're not the worst team in baseball. No, they have. Even if you had to play Jacob Marcy and Jackson Merrill in the outfield every single day, what what would they hit? We don't know. It might be one fifty. It's not like Trent Grisham hit a lot more than that last year. I mean, you're not. You're not that much worse in the outfield that you were in a couple of positions last year when you won. 82 games. It's fractions. The difference between a 75-win team and a 90-win team fractions, is yeah. 15 wins over 162. You know, the bad teams in baseball, they're going to win 60 to 70. You know, it, the idea is we just need to fractionally win a few more games here or there, get to like 87, 88, get into the playoffs, and then we've got a chance. So... Yeah, I mean, when you say that you're not confident in the team, yeah, I'm not confident in the team winning 94 games right now. I'm not necessarily that confident in winning 86, but they're not they're not a 52-win Oakland A's team that is one of the worst teams in baseball. They got a lot of good players, they got good number 1, 2, 3 starting pitchers, they got a good bullpen. They're going to win a lot of games with just those players. Even if their outfielders went over 4 almost every night, they're going to score some runs. They're going to win some games. It will be much better if they had a couple of productive outfielders. It would give their lineup depth. It would allow their stars to have an off night every once in a while, and you still feel you might be able to win those games. But they're not a bad team as currently constructed. They're an incomplete team that, that needs a little bit of help and a little bit of extra depth, especially in the outfield. Do you believe the Oakland A's have a complete outfield? <laughs> I do believe They that. might. I yeah, they do. Obviously, I was kidding about 20 to 30 wins. I know. But, but I mean... I'm not going to sit here and say that I think the Padres are better than a fourth place finish right now. If I right. had to predict, yeah. If I have to, if I have to go down the list, I mean, on paper, it's a fourth place, which is maybe unacceptable. <laughs> That's unacceptable. You know, you can't you can't finish in fourth place but this year. You again, the can't. difference between second, third, and fourth in the NL West right. is probably going to be three or four wins. Right. You know over how the you course get those of the wins, year. you have uh, you have players that, no. that help you. Well, get you that. also win a couple of one-run games. Sure. You win a couple of extra inning games. That would be nice to do this year that the Padres barely ever I mean, did th- I think third, at all last year. Third is probably a, a little mini stretch. But, again, I guess be patient. we got a week left till pitchers and catchers. We'll see how the... Roster looks on opening day. We can revisit this conversation then. All right. Let's, uh, let's visit the Rindle Report right now. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tune into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report. 
with Paul Rindel. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biot? It's the Rindel Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a By the way, some Grammy talk. For this me. hour of Ben and Woods, including the Rindle Report, is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Polly, love the Farmer's Dog. All right, gentlemen. Uh, relatively quiet weekend in sports, at least outside of the stuff that we have already hit up until this point. But I have no shortage of Rindle Report stories for you. It's not going to be the typical sports stories that you'll find on ESPN.com, but we've got some really good audio. And I'd like to start with this. If you were uh, driving around listening to 97.3 The Fan in your car on Friday night, you might have heard this in uh, CBS Sports Radio. This happened here on this on our station. Yeah. I had a buddy text me and he goes, you have to go listen to this. So I think it was the Bart Winkler show and they were taking some calls. Now, we take calls. We try to, if, if you call in... We try to get to you relatively quickly, sure. or at least I'll let you know most of the times, hey, we're actually not, you know, we got, don't do this. We have an interview. Like, we're not going to get to calls for another 45 minutes right. at least if you want to call back then. More than welcome to hang on if you like. My guess is that, I think his name was Big Ron. Big Ron. Who's a frequent caller to their show. I think he had been on hold for quite some time okay. because just listen to this. Big Ron is in Jersey at 855-212-4227. Hey, Ron. Uh-oh. <laughs> run. Really run. Keep him, keep him there. I'm not, don't okay. hang up on him. I would have we'll let him run for an hour. We'll just go through him throughout the night. We'll just <laughs> keep going back to Big Ron. <laughs> My man fell asleep on the phone. This poor guy. Uh, Big Ron, you there? No. Guess who's not about Jim Marshall, the Hall of Fame vote? <laughs> no. <laughs> so they go on. They take another call. Uh, because I want to know one way or the other how good this guy is. You got to figure out. Oh. oh, he's still there. He's Ron? Still, he, did he stir? Oh, he's dead. Big, big Ron? World. So, oh, the snoring has changed. So they went. What I believe happened here is they just kept on talking. They took some other calls, gave their thoughts on the Super Bowl coming up, and then their producer would just turn on Ron's phone line mid-sentence, yeah. and you would still just hear him. May I rec- recommend a CPAP machine? Taking a nap. But when you're out there for 80 plays, 40 of them are pass plays, and you're expecting the ball you know, more than that, it's just really hard to kind of keep that going. And I think that at some point, uh, Ron, <laughs> how long do they keep him on? Forty-five mm. minutes? An hour? I, I'll admit, I've, I've uh, if I five two, waiting on hold, not for a radio show, but you know, you get in those phone trees and you fall asleep hey, while driving. You fall asleep in the middle of a meeting. The next, uh, you know, the next agent will be with you in twelve minutes. Yeah, it's, it's like, all right, I, I've fallen asleep before. 
Is he wearing a headset or something, though? I almost always drop the phone when no, I fall asleep. No, he's probably got AirPods in. Oh, and okay. And he's laying there, phone's on his chest. Yeah, all right. Oh, big Ron. I need a nap. I Uh-oh. love that. Love it. Uh-oh. In the chat, okay, Ron sounds you? like a chunky Rottweiler sleeping. Yeah, it sounds like a, a bulldog with smashed-in face. <laughs> Oh, God. That made me I love that. That's brilliant. That was funny. Um, elsewhere, yesterday was the Grammy Awards. Yes. God, I did not know my wife was so into the Grammys until I got home, and she just beat me over the head with the Grammys as soon as I walked in the door. And I sat down and watched some of the the Grammys, and I missed, though, the performance of the night uh, until I woke up at 1.30 this morning and watched it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, what's his name? Luke Combs yeah. out there doing his version of Fast Car, which had Tracy Chapman, like, back in the limelight, kids today, like, on TikTok, that song went viral, the new song, or I guess the new version. Yeah. And it's you're covered. like, oh, wait, this song's been around for, whatever, 30, 40 years. And so to see them on stage together last night, was uh, was really really cool. About it. Pause it real quick. So the the lights were down, and then when the lights came up, and everyone realized it was Tracy Chapman, they ripped up an applause, and then you could see this smile creep across <laughs> her face. She's been out of the public eye for many many oh, years. Like now, do nine, we know why she's? I don't know. Stepped away. No. I don't know. I, I really don't. I don't blame her uh, one bit. But um, they went out and they just crushed this thing together. recommend watching the whole thing if you haven't uh, it was like five minutes the grammys uh i'm not a, i actually hate award shows i wouldn't even say i'm just not a big fan i i dislike them but uh the grammys are the one that i will watch the most because i like the performances and you get a little bit more i think than the emmys or the golden globes or the oscars or anything like that but uh it was entertaining man it was really really good I enjoyed my night. It's night. um, it's funny because there are certain stars that even the stars are in awe. Oh of, yeah, and Tracy Chapman seemed to be one of those. I can't. I kept thinking, how nervous must Luke Combs be? <laughs> I know he's a giant star Huge himself. Huge star, but to have to sing alongside Tracy Chapman. Now you you sang with Cheryl Crow once. I did. Were you nervous? <laughs> I almost asked my pants. <laughs> got to imagine. It's... That's a funny story, too. Paulie <laughs> oh, and I were talking God. about it on our way yes. to uh, Fantasy Camp. Driving out. And it's the Kid Rock and, and Cheryl Crow song, Picture. Beautiful. And I said to Paulie, I don't know what got into me, man, but she was in our conference room, and she was sitting there with her guitar player, and I was sitting right next to her, and I was just chatting her up, because it's Cheryl Crow. And I go, I have an idea. And she goes, what? And I go, let me sing Picture with you, and these people will lose their minds. And she goes... She looked at her guitar player and laughed. She goes, all right. And I go, oh, we're really, awesome. really going to do this? Shoot your shot. Shot Lord. my shot. Goodness so, gracious. So I was telling Paulie, I go, listen to how the song starts. It's all him. 
for the, like it's, the whole it's first like two verses. 15 minutes oh, till she yeah. comes in. So all the conference <laughs> room's there, and I'm like, living my life in a slow hill. Different girl every night at the hotel. Singing like Kid Rock. And then she jumps in. in. She jumps in, but it took like 15 <laughs> oh. minutes to get to the spot. At least Tracy Chapman started yes, this one, and yes. then Rick gets to jump in like, afterwards. She, I should have said, let's just switch verses. You do the first, <laughs> I'll do the second. But it was one of the highlights of my life, being able to do that with the great, very, very, very incredible Cheryl Crow. But yeah, that was a great performance last night. Uh, Joni Mitchell was one. Yeah, who was, that was uh, cool. They were all in awe of Joni Mitchell sitting there and I read um, afterwards because I was I was watching it live and I noticed that the in memoriam segment they had Stevie Wonder performing. Yeah, I saw a little and bit I go, of that. My God, that was like thirty minutes. It felt like it actually was about twenty or twenty minutes or so uninterrupted, no commercial breaks, and they did their whole in-memoriam. I thought they did a really good job. Speaking, speaking of in-memoriam, we need to hit it next. Yeah, let's do it actually. next segment. My next last segment. story is a little shout-out to his family. That was a brutal loss over the weekend. Yeah. All right, we will, uh, we will take a timeout. We'll come back, continue with the uh, Rondel Report, the shout-out, all coming up after a check of traffic. Don't go away. It's 97.3 The Fam. You get a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere Any place is better Starting from zero, got nothing to lose Maybe we'll make something Me, myself, I got nothing to prove Don't forget, tune in to kick- kickoff with Boomer and Valenti uh, Fridays tune at seven. What kickoff with Boomer and Valenti? You are having a rough Monday. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. It's Monday. It's rainy out there. What does that have to do with it? We're indoors. Yeah, we're not in the rain. Battling the elements. Everyone likes to blame the rain for everything. Freeze! I just keep stuttering my words. He's dying right now. Uh, it is brought to you by uh, Casamigos, uh, brought to you by those who drink it in Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. We're not battling the elements is one of the lines of the day. I'm like a field goal kicker and below freezing temperatures with the wind. But it would... Uh, we will be in three weeks out at spring training, that up. I promise you. And then you won't be as, as surprised if I am all over the place on that Monday. Uh, you have no idea what I'm bringing. I'm bringing, I'm going to look like a Sherpa. <laughs> I froze my ass off last week. We so bitched cold. about it so much they had to bring us jackets. Yes. It was so effing cold out there. This year it'll be 90 yeah, since we're going to be 90. Later, so. exactly right. Oh, my God. That was so good. Ah. Oh, it's fantastic, man. Fantastic. Yeah, Lisa says, uh, maybe you didn't sleep. You were tossing and turning all night with your jealousy from losing the golf tournament to your friend, your dear friend, Matt Chanella. Talked about that early in the show this morning. Still jealous. (laughs) You got to get rid of your envy. (sighs) It is one of the seven deadly sins. It's the only one I don't have is envy. That's the one I do not have at all. I'm not envious at all of anyone. It's the only one, though. The rest, I'm guilty. You've got the, you've got I've the got rest the of them. Yeah. Greed, lust. What are the other ones? Sloth. Sloth. I'm definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Gluttony. Gluttony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guilty. Had three VG's donuts for breakfast yesterday morning. Pride. Three. Pride. Definitely. But you, envy doesn't get you. It doesn't get me. 
I'm just, I'm not. I've never been an envious person. I. I'm happy for you when you succeed. I'm, I'm not overly biblical, so when I try to think of the seven deadly sins, I immediately try to think of how Kevin Spacey killed everyone in, <laughs> right, in seven. seven. Read them to me out loud again. Uh, there was uh, greed. Guilty. Ah, I'm not super greedy, but I lust, have a little bit. Yeah. Lusty. Gluttony. Yes. Sloth. Come on. Pride. Yep. Envy. Envy. Wrath. And okay. wrath is the other one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I got the wrath. I got no wrath. I think all you have is envy. I, I really think that's wrathless. all you have. You're a little greedy. I can be gluttonous at times, but ever since your SD Fat Fat Loss, Loss. Com, I've, I've lost a lot of the gluttony. Yeah. I try not to be slothy. I mean, I get tired. Lust but... is a new one for him. Yeah, that's new. Yeah. It's just, just, it's just, just... <laughs> reared its ugly head. <laughs> 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 Pride? No, not really. Yeah. Oh, I stay away from most of them. Yeah. I subscribe yeah. to most. Because, you know, in the end, you want to live a virtuous life. Yes, you try. And uh, and go somewhere nice after you pass away. Very which is perfect. where we hope. I mean, I hit oh. the open air. And I really hope we can see more unity and more peace when already things are so difficult. So... Shout out to his family. Oh, this Real, real quick, we, we did this uh, at the end of last week for somebody get now. but It was I, our friend Tom that passed. Yes, yes, and had a listener DM me, and he goes, Hey, I love the show. I listen every morning. You guys play that uh, this clip with some DJ every once in a yeah. while. What is that? Having to explain to him what the actual background behind that story was. Yeah, it was uh, when... when um, it was a fundraiser during COVID. Yep. So nobody there. You could watch it on streaming. Correct. And it was David Guetta on top of a, of like a rooftop in or Miami or yep. something. And it was right after George Floyd was killed. Correct. And he did the so he like you could hear he had an idea, like a direction he wanted to go. And, and then mid, mid thought he goes so uh, shout out to his family. Right. And the, the thing was, is it was, I think it was also Martin Luther King Day, that day that he did it. That's not in it's, June. When is that? It was in June. Was it in June for sure? But he, he, he invoked the memory of Martin Luther King Jr. And somebody tweeted, the way I saw it, was said, well, guys, relax. David Guetta just ended racism <laughs> right there. And I died. I showed it to these guys. I was like, all right, maybe we do that when somebody passes away because it's so uncomfortable. What do you say when someone passes away, right? Shout out to his family. Shout out to his family. Just keeps it easy. Shout out to his family. Got a message from... um, But it's the beat drop right after. The beat drop really kills you. It's a bit disconsonant with the sentiment that he's trying to express. That's exactly right. And uh, I actually got a message from uh, Tom's widow, Katie, over the weekend. And she said he would have loved that. And can you send me the clip? Because we have really enjoyed uh, your your homage to our friend Tom that passed away. And uh, I said, yeah, I'd be happy to do it. Paulie sent it right over. And, um, yeah, that's that's why we do it. Certainly not meant to uh, disparage anyone. Ever. No, it's the only way we know how to do it. It's the only way I know how to do it. I want it at my funeral, just so you know. Like, <laughs> But I want David Guetta there, just so <laughs> um, you know. I, I can do. I'm going to shoot for the stars, Paulie. <laughs> yeah, this was a bummer. Came down uh, Friday afternoon, kind of right after we got out of here, got home. Saw the uh, the great Carl Weathers had passed away, and I was so bummed. Aztec for life. Aztec for life. Carl Carl Weathers, seventy six years old. Seventy six, still looked fantastic. And the first thing that popped in my head is, man, that dude took real good care of himself. And seventy six felt a little bit young. What's in store for me? 
And uh, I just, I was really bummed out to see that news. He's I, a, he was a great actor. He was funny. He was, he could poke fun at himself. He was all of it. I saw someone list Apollo Creed as one of the great movie villains of all time. I never looked at him as a villain. But I just don't know that he qualifies as a villain. He was certainly a, an opponent and a foil a, a for foe, Rocky. yeah. But he was never unlikable. In it, even in the original movie when he was the main opponent, and obviously as you went you know, later on, he became the rallying point for Rocky in the movie series. But he was always he was always likable. You know, he was kind of the Ali figure of that movie series. And he was terrific. Yeah, even recent years he was on the uh, that Mandalorian show. Uh he had a he had a role there in the yep. Star Wars universe as well. So um yeah, that was uh that was a tough one this weekend, that especially one I was reading this morning, he's actually was scheduled to be in a Super Bowl commercial yeah. this year with uh, Gronk for FanDuel, and FanDuel, I guess, has said that they're going to redo it, manipulate the campaign a little bit, change things up so that it's at least done tastefully. But yeah, the I saw the commercial; it's out there. You can go find it. It's you can't really do that anymore. Yeah, the uh, other one that got me Friday probably didn't get you guys. Ben, how were you affected by the uh, passing of the the late great Wayne Kramer? From uh, MC5, I um, I got over it fairly quickly. I, I would imagine yeah. that you did. Wayne Kramer was a revolutionary. What's MC5? It's a band. Okay. Uh, I just learned about punk it. Punk band out of Detroit. Uh, and without without MC5, there's no Rage Against the Machine. There's not. There's none of that. He was one of the most influential uh, people and guitar players of all time. Uh, their their biggest hit is is Kick Out the Jams, and it. I mean, I think we had it on bumper music for a while. Um, it's it's it was a huge huge loss in music. Saw a lot of uh, of people, you know, tributes pouring in that day as well. Wayne Kramer, rest in power, my beloved. All right, uh, that was the Rindle Report. We've got some tickets to give away right now. If you would like to go see the Padres play a spring training game in Peoria, Arizona, at the Peoria Sports Complex, we are giving away a pair of tickets right now. Eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. Fifth caller wins, but you'll also be qualified for the grand prize drawing later this month of a Southwest Airlines gift card and a one-night hotel stay, just to kind of ramp up your experience. If you don't win, you still get the tickets. You can still go on your own. It's all made possible by the Peoria Sports Complex. <laughs> Visit PeoriaBaseball.com. Of course, spring training now less than a week away. Call now to win, 833-288-0973. Back with our final segment. Get you ready for Annie and Elston coming up here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Congratulations to Caesar, was the winner of the Padre Spring training tickets and entered into the grand prize drawing for the Southwest Airlines gift card and the one-night hotel stay as well. Listen, all week we're going to continue to give away tickets, and then uh, Annie and Elston will have tickets next week and Gwen and Chris the following week, and then we'll draw our and grand prize winner. And then for one winner. more week. Oh, wow. And then the contest will be Nice. Open. All right, so... Got that one in twenty chance at the end of then winning the uh, the grand prize drawing. Caesar watching on YouTube. Shout out to him. Hi, Caesar. I uh, heard the whole fan when he found out he won. Everybody was very happy. They also say that I looked like Stu from The Hangover. <laughs> I can see that. 
I don't have the missing button. The, the tooth. The tooth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I knocked your tooth out, you would look a lot more Please like don't. Here, let's just... I don't like going it's for the, to the it's dentist. Well, it, you have some stew qualities, too. Yeah. Is that a positive thing? I mean, it depends on the way you... I think they're positive. Good. Yeah. He was the more responsible of the group, right? Well, but then when he went, when he went, he went. And he woke up with the missing tooth and, right. you know, got married to Stripper. a... Well, got married to a dancer. I mean, these are all <laughs> things that are feasible in the next six months or so. <laughs> you just never know. You just never know what could happen. Okay. Um, well... <laughs> I can tell you that there is uh, one Major League Baseball team has been active in more moves this morning. I'll give you one guess as to which team it is. We will get to that after our last check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, surprise, surprise, it's the L.A. Dodgers who've actually made a couple of moves this morning, yep. including one that was uh, just announced that they're re-signing right-handed pitcher Ryan Brazier. Out of their bullpen, had a 0.70 ERA over 39 appearances, two-year a $9 million deal, according to the Insider Reports. Uh, the Dodgers also made a trade with the Yankees, sending Caleb Ferguson, the left-hander, right, yes. uh, to the Yankees in exchange for Matt Gage. Uh, part of that deal, I haven't seen the finalization of that one, but a couple of Dodgers moves uh, being talked about this morning. Yeah, uh, it's, it, the Ferguson to the Yankees deal surprised me because the Yankees just dealt Wandy Peralta. <laughs> well, he was a free agent. Oh, that's right. He was that's a free right. agent. He was a free agent. I was going to say. So that's that's how they replaced that production then. Wandy Peralta, now a San Diego Padre. I thought he was traded. No, I guess he wasn't traded. Nope. Um, so, yeah, he was their primary lefty out of the bullpen, and now Caleb Fer- Ferguson will uh, take that role. It was also reported over the weekend that uh, Gavin Lux is expected to be ready for the start of spring training after he missed uh, all of last season with that spring injury. Was that against the Padres? Uh, in spring training, In spring yeah. training, yeah, yeah, it was. And then uh, Blake Trinan is also... Uh, approaching his return, and they think he could be back in the Dodgers bullpen. Super. So this is super. Everything coming up blue this off season for the Dodgers. Yeah, for now, for now, we as we know, you know, you can you can spend a lot of money to improve your team, and it doesn't necessarily translate to wins on the field. I do feel like that team is going to. I do feel. I said it about the Padres last year. I thought that team would roll out of bed and win a hundred. I think this team can actually probably roll out of bed and win 100. Now, if you're a Dodgers fan, you can't gloat about winning the offseason, right? Well, we were told that that's can't do that. After last year. a couple, a couple of years yeah. of Dodgers fans telling Padres fans, you can't gloat about winning the offseason. Right. I, w- I don't have, think you should hear it from any Dodgers fans now. Their narratives have shifted a lot. But they've won the offseason. No, yeah. no doubt. Oh, I mean, if no you doubt. were picking the team that won the Major League Baseball offseason, I think you might get a unanimous selection around baseball. Well, we'll have to take our off- The Yankees got Juan Soto. Well, but- we have to take our off-season winner uh, banner and ship it up to L.A. because they yeah. have absolutely won the oh, off-season. Oh, yeah. I mean, they got Yotani. They got Yamamoto. Yamamoto. They got Glass now. Yep. They added some depth in their rotation yep. with um, Paxton. Yep. Uh, they've reloaded their bullpen. They're getting healthier all over the board. Uh, they're still talking about bringing Kershaw back at some point. Yep. Um, yeah, they've won the offseason. Congratulations to the, I think we can call it, even though the offseason technically still has a, a week left, the 2023-2024 offseason champions. Yes. That title goes to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Good job. Congratulations. Congratulations. Padres welcome wore that club. mantle last year. Yeah, welcome to the club. And now the Dodgers have taken over the uh 
the Reigns as off-season champions in Major League Baseball. Yeah, that's and I, exactly right. I can only wish them as much success as the Padres had oh. with their off-season championship because I, I, I'm magnanimous that way. Uh, yeah, I hope I hope that the you have the exact same <laughs> results with your off-season banner, my friends. Congratulations! They've, yep. they've done it. They have won it. They did it. They're just—it's overkill at this point. Every other move and signing they make now is is pretty much unnecessary. You've already won the off-season title. Well, I feel like no need to do anything else. I feel like you know, I feel like that there's still there's still moves to be made, and I think you know we we talked about it earlier, Benny. The the Padres are not the only incomplete team in baseball. No, I, I do feel like they are the potentially the no. most. Yeah, really. I feel like they're they're the most incomplete team as far as teams that that allegedly are going to compete for a playoff spot. You know, I'm looking at at what St. Louis has done. They've added a ton of now. Who knows if they'll work out right? But they've added a ton of arms. They they've gotten I think a little bit older. They've revamped some things in St. Louis. Um, think about the teams. I, I will say the Mets still feel like kind of an incomplete team to me. Um, Steve Cohen. Really, it's been a pretty quiet offseason for them. Um, but I think that the teams that you expected to make some moves, I, I, I think that as far as having a starting outfield done, the Padres, I think they have the most holes. I mean, in the sense that like, I mean, the like Colorado Rockies players. probably have an idea of right. who all their position players are going but to be. But they're not also expected to compete. Right. We're but expected to compete. Without being complete, yes. Correct. Out of but, all the teams that you expect to compete... Who's the most incomplete team? I think we raise our hands. The good news when it comes to that is even though the Padres have the biggest question marks in the outfield uh, and maybe at the back of their rotation, it also gives them the opportunity that if, if they do find an answer, whether it be from one of their younger players or they do make a late move that hits... You go from nothing on your expectations, all of a sudden you've got something to go along with what the rest of the roster looks pretty good. Without those, you know, absences, the the rest of the roster looks absolutely fine. You know, six six of the position player spots, the top of the rotation, the bullpen, all look absolutely playoff-worthy competitive. So we're really just talking about a couple of spots in the lineup, a back of the rotation. We're talking about like a third of the lineup. A third of the lineup. And a back of the rotation. And if you find an answer to those questions, somehow, you could be a really good team. Honestly, you really could. It's hard to find those answers at this stage of the offseason going into spring training. Which, by that logic, would, would mean that you're not in for but a very I'd, good season. I'd rather have looking for those answers at this point than have nine perfectly mediocre players sure. who aren't going to do anything. Hey, we don't have any question marks. Every position is filled it's during filled. the spring training. We are going to be a highly mediocre team this season. Yep. Padres have a little more variance. There's a lot of <laughs> variance. I mean, there is you I was thinking about it this morning. You know, what's Camposano going to do with a full season? Can he stay healthy for a full season? Is he going to continue to hit you know, like like he's capable of hitting. Is Jake Jake Cronenworth going to bounce back and have a big year? Is Hassan Kim going to keep ascending? You know, improving every year. Manny Machado going to round back into form. Xander Bogarts, I feel fairly confident about, is going to have a good season. I think Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to have a good season. I think Joe Musgrove and you Darvish are are many question marks, but very small question marks at this point. Michael King, I'm excited about. Excited to see what he can do. I like the bullpen, but other than that, is that is that well, that's a good place to start. It's a I mean, good, decent place be, to start. There will be days this year 
where Musgrove will throw well and Tatis and Machado will homer and the Padres will win seven to one yep. and they will they will be able to compete and beat anybody. But right now you're also feeling like oh, there might be days when Pedro Avila is on the mound or Johnny Brito is on the mound and he gives up five or six and you know you get nothing from the outfield and oh, Manny went zero for four and Tatis went one for th- one for three yeah and he lost six to one. Right now you're feeling like there's going to be wild swings just based on. You know, who's hot and who's on the mound on certain days. The consistency doesn't look like it's going to be there. But there'll be days where the Padres look really good. You're now going to have to find a way to minimize those days when you don't look good. Those are the days that killed us last year because the the 14-1 blowout, you know, that... that Oh, they had a lot of days they looked good last year. (laughs) That led to the run differential conversation that we had over and over. Um, you know, those are... That's why they had such a a good run differential. and, And I would happily take that again this year. Those blowout days, and give me those close games the other days, and find a way to win them instead yep. of losing them. Last year, the Padres either won by a blowout or lost, or lost by one run or yep. two runs for most of the season. If I would take that right now, if you're going to tell me that every you know every week the Padres play six games and they're going to win two of them by blowout and the other four are going to be close, yeah, that's a great that's a great way to have a really good season. Now, when you lose. 70 those close games you end up having a really bad season but most teams are going to win about 50 percent of those and all of a sudden now you're winning four out of six every week you're a terrific team so i will take that i think that you just have there's the possibility of more days where you're not in some of those games yeah, because I of the back right of now. your back of your pitching and the back of your lineup is not allowing you to compete <laughs> a couple of the days a week like you were last season Hey, warmest congratulations to a, uh, well, he's a former Padre now. Blake Snell what? Uh, is having a, he's oh. having a baby. Yeah, is, I saw that. He's going to be a dad. Is he a former Padre until he signs somewhere else? Or, or is, is he, he, yeah, yeah. Is he still he's a, a free, he's a free he's agent. He's a free agent. Well, now he's a Padre for life. Now he's a Padre forever. But until he actually signs somewhere else. Did anybody, was anybody surprised by the name? I didn't see the name. No, you didn't. I didn't either. He, tw- he put it on his Instagram. Oh, I missed it. K A E D Y N. Caden. Caden. K A E D I N or Y N. D Y N. Caden. I believe it's a boy. Well, I mean, when you're a strikeout guy, you need to pick K. a K name you have to, to start, I think. It's brilliant. Because you could do C A D E N, but there's no way if you're a strikeout pitcher, K. you're going to spell it with a C when you could spell something with a K. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Caden. It feels like Caden Snell. Feels like a first round draft pick. If I'm being honest, sounds like a first round draft pick. Really Tie his does. right arm behind his back. Make sure he's lefty. No at question. Some point. Ooh, Jesse with a joke. He said it should have been Walker. Oh, oh man, holy geez. crap, that's good. What did, I'm surprised you didn't think of that. Walker Snell. Well, the Dodgers already have a they Walker, have a Walker, Walker Bueller. Bueller. Yeah. But congrats, <laughs> congrats to him and uh, his 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 uh, girlfriend. Um, should be a very well dressed pineapple would have been an interesting pineapple snail, <laughs> little, little, little drip god, little drip god Caden. Oh, he's going to have all the baby shoes. Oh, he's already, in the picture. He was holding up a pair of Travis Scott, <laughs> baby, Travis baby Jordans or something. I was like, and, oh, him and Haley both had Travis. Paul, Scott. you had a, a successful shoe weekend. I did. No, we saw your successful shoe weekend. Another pair of white shoes for Paul. <laughs> I only have one pair of white shoes. <laughs> really? <laughs> Two pairs. <laughs> uh, that's funny. 
That is funny. Oh, man. Says the guy that won't spend more than $14 right. on a pair of shoes. Well, I just know that I can't keep white shoes clean. I mean, Paulie takes care of his shoes better than I do. That's true. Yes. So he can actually own pairs of white shoes. Let's uh, tease what we have coming up tomorrow. Jets. Oh, uh, yeah, looking one. forward to this. So uh, Padres pitching coach oh, Ruben yes. Niebla will join us tomorrow at 835 uh, as he gets ready to head over to spring training in Peoria, Arizona. We will chat about the Padres rotation, the bullpen, some of these offseason sessions that we've seen uh, Niebla taking a part of with uh, Joe Musgrove, you Darvish, as they uh, as they continue to get healthy, we got a good report from Mike Schilt on the health of both of those guys. Full off season has been just fine, even though both had injury questions going into the off season. They've looked good. We'll get uh, the word directly from Ruben Niebla. And can we say what we're going to do, or is that not something that we can say after I think we the can. show? I think we can. Um, we're going to have a, an update for you from the uh, grand opening, the ribbon cutting of the Padres' new pitching lab uh, in conjunction with PLNU and uh, the added technology that they're going to have to work with their players with the full, with the little, you know, the motion what, sensors what that they put on and, and can really break down all the physiological elements of being a baseball player should be good uh, health-wise, performance-wise, just stepping up their game in terms of technology. Yeah, so, we got to go. They're cutting that ribbon in like 30 minutes. Yeah, we are uh, heading there next. Uh, Annie and Elston coming up next. I think it's Elston today uh, with Annie doing her dinner tonight, but she'll be back uh, later this week. For Polly, for Woods, I'm Ben. Have a great Monday from all of us here at 97.3 The Fan. Be safe out there. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.